live. We're on live. We're live. We're live. I'm We're here. There's a. I'm Brandon T. McClure. Fake Nerd Podcast. We're doing a live show because we're all quarantined in California. We can't leave our house. And Ben might have the coronavirus. We honestly don't know. Um, but here's uh, Ben Magnet. Hello. And I... down here is Sparks Witty and hey. Ryan Eliopoulos. What's up? X-Men for life. Hi, guys. Hey. How's so quarantine well. life for you? Uh, it's kind of normal because I don't go out a lot anyway. So I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so in L- I was driving around LA because uh, we went we went to look at some some places and uh, and people are just golfing and living about living out their days. Man, and I'm just like you guys. Did you not see the news? Like pictures from Huntington Beach and like Florida and just like all over the world, people are still going out like it's no big we, deal. We just took uh, our dog Luna out this morning to the park, and there's a bunch of families there, but they're like there in like groups of three or four, and some of them are biking or like playing catch or something. And I'm like, cool, outdoor activity, your social distancing, I get it. Then there was just a soccer game going on. Oh, yeah? Just like straight up a soccer game. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, my football's got to happen. Yeah, I was just kind of like, my job had to shut down this week. They, they let me go. And then the next day, the government said, no, 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 all businesses, all non-essential businesses. Oh, did you work for GameStop? <laughs> no. Yeah, but... they keep you for a while? And uh, uh, so I had to, so that was kind of a whirlwind. My boss called me because he was like, we're going to have to let you go for the time being. But, you know, until this thing comes back, uh, you'll be fine. But, you know, you can work tomorrow or you can work Friday. And then the government was like, no, all, no, shut it all down. Shut it all down. Lock it so, down. Shut it down. Yeah. I had a similar thing where um, it was like, <laughs> so I got, a, I got an email from work saying, hey, it's going to be business as usual. And then we got another email saying, hey, we're definitely closing. <laughs> like, it's the end of, like, another hour. I'm like, wow, you guys, uh, that escalated quickly. That yeah. did. Yeah. Well, that, that's like that. kind of been the, the, the thing about this thing. It's escalated so quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 obviously, I wasn't there last week, but I listened to your guys' episode, and it was surreal, essentially watching every all the sports just shut down in real time. You're the sports guy, yeah. Yeah, I was at the Dodger game. The only one game I got to go to for spring training before they all shut down. We were watching the game, and we got the news that the NBA was canceled, and we got nervous because the the next day we were going to go try to see a hockey game. And next morning we woke up. NHL shut down. Major League Baseball shut down. NCAA completely shut down. So we're like, well, shit. What do we man, do now? Man, what about ESPN 8, the Ocho? Did the International Dodgeball Championship, did it get postponed? I'm pretty sure it did. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Not the dodgeball. Not the Corona's dodgeball. taking everything from me. Corona's taking everything from us. So it, it was surreal. It, it was surreal last weekend, or yeah, a few weeks ago when I was in Arizona watching all this just go down. I was like, well, shit. What do we do now? Not a lot. Nope. What have you guys been doing for this quarantine, media-wise? Catching up on anything? What have you guys been doing some stuff? I know, Sparks, you put up a lot of videos on YouTube this week. Yeah, more like the last 24 hours, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of pacing it all through a week, it's all at once. That's, that's how I like it. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Three episodes of Picard, so you're all the way caught up to yeah. how much you've recorded. We're so. recording nine tomorrow, so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and your guys's Final Fantasy Seven demos up. Yep. The demo is up. The and beautiful Sonic, Sonic Mania 18's up. Yes, 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. And uh, there'll be there'll be some um there'll be some uh competitive fighting possibly happening in the next week as well. We recorded that thing. A challenge might be approaching. This is years in the making, I feel like. Ryan, I saw your list, so I'm gonna go first because I've only got two things. Oh, I'm that's surprising. Oh uh, man, I actually I, uh... I mean, to be fair, like, I'm not doing okay, I'll be honest. It's been really rough. I'm not yeah. sure if I yeah. have a job anymore. They say oh, I, I, definitely do. don't have, I don't have a job. I feel you. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm, was trying to, like, figure out. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. Uh, but I did catch up on two comic books only. Uh, no movies. Movie theaters are closed. So yep. that worked out. Um, but I did catch up on Ghost Spider, mm-hmm. uh, which is the new Spider-Gwen series. And uh, I really like it. It's very charming. Uh, they just caught up with Outlawed which is the new teenage event happening. Um, and the Jackal from the 616 Jackal is in 65 now to try to kill Gwen Stacy there. The ja- the the Jackal, that's the, the clone guy? Yeah. Oh, boy. Apparently, it, he's got the history with Gwen Stacy and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, blah. no, it's, it's, there's, oh, do you hear the cats, guys? Yes. Oh, it's going to be like that for a while. Astra <laughs> is going through some stuff. <laughs> Uh, a horny cat. It's a horny cat. I didn't oh. want to say it. It's a horny cat. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So that that's that's been really interesting reading the Gwen Stacy the Ghost Spider series. Because um, as always happens with every spider, if things go well, things are going to go badly real soon. Oh yeah. Um, and then I caught oh, up. On, yeah. And then I caught up on Ghost Rider, which is the new Ed Brisson series. And I'm really enjoying that one. Uh, Johnny Blaze is currently the king of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, is on Earth right now to try to kill all the demons that have escaped during his time. And he's mad at Doctor Strange for leaving him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's recently just taken Mephisto out of his... Um, his. You guys read Damnation? Who read Damnation? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mephisto was locked in a, in a Las Vegas hotel. Uh, the penthouse suite was his prison. Yes. Um, and Ghost Rider just... Johnny Blaze just kicked him out of that. Johnny Blaze also took the Spirit of Vengeance out, out of Danny Ketch, so Danny Ketch is just a normal person. He went to Limbo and became the Spirit of Corruption. Hey! So he's now a new spirit that's going to fight, uh, and we actually have some news on the Spirit of Corruption uh, later on, so a little sizzle there. But I found Ooh. that I found that s- series really interesting. I am uh, like one or two issues behind, but I've been enjoying that series too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really like the art. I think the design of Johnny Blaze is awesome. I agree. I love uh, yeah the the artist I forget his name but he he works really well for that for that yeah. uh, aesthetic all the Ghost Rider stuff and demons yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff with uh like Johnny Blaze can like manifest uh, chains out of like the ground and it's I love his cool crown stuff. he has yeah, a cool crown. crown he's got like a hell a Hellboy crown yeah yeah I think that's I think it's some really interesting stuff I like it a lot I agree that's all I got all right well I'll just knock out all my shit because I did a lot this week um, on Monday I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption two. Uh, sticking with my Western motif, which will actually go into something else I talk about. Um, the one thing I wrote down because I played a lot of it is um, I wrote down Civil War crazy drunk veterans. So it's 1899, and uh, you're a you're a cowboy outlaw, and your your friends like, hey, I there's a bunch of drunk Civil War vets who just hang out with a bunch of weapons. Let's go rob them. And I'm like, hell yeah! So we go and rob them, but they're actually crazy and they're just like throwing like Molotovs at you and they're just yelling crazy shit and they're all like seven years old. And I'm like, this is weird and effed up but it's really funny uh and that's that's one of the funniest things i did this week and i'm like video games are odd sometimes and i really like them so uh that's the one video game i played this week um something we did together all of us 
not Ben, I don't think. We played some Jackbox games together. We did. Yeah, it's a nice fun. little a fun video game. We all got together again. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ben, you guys did something cool this week that I wasn't there for, uh, even oh, though I was there for. I forgot to say that. Yeah. Can I, we, we, interviewed, <laughs> we interviewed Mark Guggenheim. Oh, God. Three years. Three years. I later. know. Days are... Yeah, we finally got Mark Guggenheim. We finally sat sat down and interviewed him. Uh, that spe- that special is going up. It is up on on Patreon right now because we got a Patreon listener. Uh, Joey's on. You're my boy, Joey. He just had a baby. Congratulations! Oh, congratulations! Yeah, he oh. is our he is our Patreon. So I made sure to upload some stuff on the Patreon this week. So I upload a bunch of that stuff, and Black. as well as our Mark Guggenheim episode, our current one. Our last one is up on the feed now. If anyone wants to listen to that, it'll be up for a limited time. Uh, and then our, our our new one will be up this Wednesday. Heck yeah. Cool. I wasn't on it, so I'm actually very excited to listen to it. It's Me good. Too. I, liked it. I, li- I, I enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, so I started watching a show called Altered Carbon. It's a Netflix original series based off a, a, a famous cyberpunk novel. Um, guys, that show is truly excellent, and I'm so pissed that I waited four years to watch it because it is so Ryan Iliopoulos. It's insane. It opens up with basically a scene from Metal Gear Solid that's, that's amazing. It's all about... Um, it takes place hundreds of years in the future, and bodies are not bodies anymore. Everybody has a stack, which is your consciousness, and you put it into different sleeves when your body dies. It's very X-Men right now, actually. So there's so many things working for it that I love. And it has so many, it's very rated R and very mature, and it's very hard sci-fi where, like, if your child dies and you don't have ins- a good enough insurance, they will put the sleeve into a completely different body that's like a 70-year-old person. So this this family gets their daughter back, and it's like a, it's like an old person, older than them, and they're like, "What is this?" I'm like, "This is the insurance. This is what you can afford." And it's hello, a very hello, Justin. Hey, Rican. what's up, Justin Rican? Look at that. We have our first uh, live chat. Look at that. Um, it's very like scary capitalism in the future, and it's very uh, like Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game that's coming out soon, made by the guys who made The Witcher. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of cyberpunk world, this is a very, very excellent and very expensive show. It's, I think it's Netflix's most expensive show that they made at the time it came out. They spent a lot of money, like Game of Thrones season money. Two, season two is Anthony Mackie. Yes, and it just it just came out, and there's the anime coming out, which has inspired me to uh, want to watch it. Um, so the first episode is directed by Miguel Sapachnik, who is one of the best Game of Thrones directors, and he's the guy heading the, the uh, spinoff show right now. Uh, blood and fire so the the show looks excellent it is it is awesome and it deals with really intense stuff that i like about like what does it mean to be human all that stuff that i love about near automata and westworld uh so i would check out alter carbon uh it's it's excellent it's very excellent um something i did with this guy what we've got the time do we got the time actually i'll say this one so you can talk about it um i watched the quiet place because we watched the quiet place the second quiet place came out and we are we're gonna review it later so i refreshed myself don't laugh we saw the movie we so i watched a quiet place because it's been two years since i watched it that movie holds up it's a good movie it's hell of a good movie you guys uh, uh those comedians turned uh horror directors they know what they're doing um god the cats are going nuts you guys oh my gosh um they're they're horny um uh, Let's see. I have the comics I read, Hawkeye Freefall. Guys, that is a truly excellent uh, miniseries. They just announced it is a miniseries. It's only six issues. If you got the money, uh, if comic shops are even open, please support it. Uh, it is really great. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, and the art is, and it's got a great kinetic style to it. Uh, there's a great friends joke. Clap, 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 clap. Next is uh, Thor. Thor continues to be good. 
I don't know what that means, Justin Rican, but I'm a, I'm a box I think he's player. giving you a fist bump about how good Hawkeye is. Yeah, it is great. Oh, oh, I see. Now, okay. Um, so um, Thor continues to be good. That's all I'll say about that. It's more just Thor hanging out with Galactus. Um, I read Outlaw number one because I was very excited for it because Eve Ewing is an up-and-comer that I really like. She wrote the Ironheart series. Um, it's okay. Uh, the art doesn't really work for me. It's a little too cartoony for my taste, and that's not always a bad thing, but I do think some of the proportions of the characters don't always match. Um, and that, is, now, Outlaws, for those of you who don't know, that's the event. That's the second event happening currently in Marvel Universe, it's, right? It's not technically. I guess it's considered an event. Uh, I think it's like an ongoing, but it's mm -hmm. basically it's basically teenage civil war where the teens are not allowed to be superheroes anymore after a big uh, something bad happens with the teen heroes. Um, I like the premise and I like the creative team, but I did think the first issue was pretty okay. Uh, I might give one more issue a shot because I I want to like it, but I I wasn't I wasn't loving it. Uh, X Force continues to be great. Uh, it has one of the greatest splash pages of all time. I'm not exaggerating. It is a, a truly beautiful splash page of a bunch of X-Men hanging out in this lagoon. And there's so many small moments. Um, it was trending on Twitter because during a pandemic, you want to see some happiness. And the artist was like, hey, guys, here's a really beautiful HD version of it. And uh, I would love a poster of it. Um, last thing I'll talk about, except for one other thing, is I watched Doom Annihilation two weeks ago. And I forgot to talk about it. You did? The new Doom movie? I did. Movie? I talked about it. Um... That is a pretty decent B movie. It's not a good movie, but the thing that it does where the first Doom doesn't is it doesn't take itself seriously. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, if it's a, it's described as like a Roger Corman, like seventies exploitation. Like it, it's, it's silly, but it's so much more true to Doom. Uh, and I think some of the character works actually pretty good. Uh, so if it's, if you can find it, I think it's free on Netflix still. I'd recommend it if you're into Doom. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about guys, Animal Crossing, hot dog. Thank God there's a quarantine happening because I'm going to be spending the rest of my life playing Animal Crossing. Uh, if you guys don't know what Animal Crossing is, what are you, living on an island? <laughs> Get in the game. Um, it's a life simulator like The Sims, but instead of uh, you have to use the bathroom all the time and like deal with all these stats, you just live on an island and you build your island resort and you hang out with animals and uh, you can customize everything. You customize your shirts, your coffee mugs, your posters. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, it's uniting the world like, like uh, Pokemon Go did. Uh, a couple years ago, because it's just so wholesome. Uh, Doom also came out, which is equally wholesome. And everybody's stuck at home playing it. Everybody's stuck at, at home playing time. it. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of uh, just cute little stories, because it's a multiplayer game. So uh, I've been uh, I've been getting a lot of friend requests from friends, and we're just visiting each other's islands. It's a whole lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, and I did some stuff with him, but I'll leave it to him, because I just talked a lot. So, so that's me. Just, he just lobbed the ball at you. What do you got? Uh, we've been watching Westworld. Um, cool. Rewatching, really to catch up so we can watch the new season together. Uh, we're almost through season one. Um, I know the thing he's waiting for me to talk about is we watched uh, Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, so I finally saw Batman Returns. You've never seen Batman Returns before. That's correct. I saw it for the first time last Ooh. night. Luna's chewing right up here. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, say a few words because I because it's my it's not the best Batman movie but it's my favorite Batman movie uh, and I and you were definitely chuckling a little bit at times and you said some words where I'm like oh that's incredible uh, and I agree so I just want you to say why uh, why that movie is so cool so uh, things you like penguins <laughs> <laughs> there's penguins with missiles strapped to them I don't know I don't know how to top that yeah it's good. um I don't know Sparks how you top that is you have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads oh that's yeah a, that's every later, everything yeah. that happened with Selena was a choice mm -hmm. they were 
interesting and i i like her overall yeah uh it's not the, for the everyone. way she becomes catwoman i'm like oh this is a choice oh yeah <laughs> what's up oh yeah <laughs> uh i think michael keaton's overall better in the second one mm-hmm. um the bat suit's better the, too. the first batman movie is really it's it, it's really just joker's movie yeah and batman happens to be in it very yeah uh though however that's not a bad way to make a superhero movie no, the Dark Knight I, did the same thing. I agree with that. I mean, obviously, like, it resonated really well for its time and everything. Like, I hadn't seen the original Batman in a long time. And then just watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, it's still good. I just, wow. And then uh, Batman Returns, I liked so much more. Mm-hmm. So, as overall as a film. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I was <laughs> never too... I don't love the Burton or Schumacher movies. Schumacher movies, obviously. Um, but the the... Bat, the first Batman one, I think, is personally the best for me, and then Batman Returns is under it. But my favorite Batman film is always going to be Batman Begins, I think, until mm-hmm. the Batman comes out. We'll see. I like Batman Returns most of the two, Batman and Batman Returns, because it feels more like choices mm-hmm. and not like I'm making a movie. Sure. I, it feels I, more I, I have reasons that I'm doing the things I'm doing, and the first one doesn't feel as much like a lot of the decisions are are motivated by reasons especially it's more when studio. you know like what tim burton likes to do yeah 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 i think that's why I, batman returns doesn't gel for me is because it is more tim burton's movie than it is sure. like a batman movie but yeah. sure. that's not a that's not a criticism in any way yeah i think, it if, you, I think if i think if you you dig that that gothic approach that he's doing with it then it's totally right. yeah it totally works um there it, there's definitely like choices that i'm like in, in regular, like, Batman, if I was being critical, like, Batman comic book continuity stuff, I'd be like, uh, yeah. but I'm not. I'm just like, oh, it's Batman Returns from Tim Burton. Yeah, so. uh, Batman in this movie has a lot of uh, similarities between Ben Affleck's Batman, where like, he does kill people. and But the difference is uh, Tim Burton doesn't give a shit about Batman. He was asked to make, hey, just make a Batman movie. Uh, and I feel this this Batman wasn't set up to be the the comic book Batman. This is like, this is the studio's Batman. And then he was lucky enough to make a sequel expanding on that. So he does have machine guns on there, but it's still Batman to its core. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. seen the, have you seen the theory that uh, the weekly planet did, which was that the Ben Affleck super uh, Ben Affleck Batman is just the Tim Burton Batman, but yes. 20 years later. Yes. <laughs> I kind of like that. I could, I could see it. I don't think it fully lines up, but like it's, it's a fun theory. Yeah. 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 I think after justice league, it doesn't line up quite as well, but yeah. yeah. Superman doesn't necessarily. Branding. Um, I don't know if he would brand people though. What? Uh, years I, later? Maybe. I've been he'd put, a, he'd put a bomb in someone's pants. True. He did put a bomb in someone's pants. <laughs> sorry. I've been dumping some time into uh, into Sonic Generations because that went on Xbox One for free, and so I decided to revisit it uh, to scratch that Sonic gaming itch. Uh, I really need to put some time into Doom, but that's. <clears throat> that's a little harder to do these days uh, because Megan and I are always around each other. We played some Overwatch. Oh, we did play yeah, Overwatch. And I played some Overwatch. Yeah, we did. That was fun. Friend of the podcast, Pi. That's true. Uh, we're probably going to play more very soon. Yeah. Very yeah. soon. I was, um, I've, hey, I've been, so the times, I, I guess to jump into my week real quick. So I actually have been going to work because yeah. my job is, is essential for society, apparently. And there are times I'm coming home, I'm checking my phone and saying, like, are we playing Overwatch tonight? Are we not playing Overwatch tonight? Okay, mm-hmm. guess no Overwatch tonight. That's fine. Uh, and then, yeah. And then Friday morning, I woke up 
and it was a little hard for me to breathe, mm-hmm. which was not fun. Because right. every because one of the symptoms of the coronavirus is shortness of breath, and the other two are coughing and fever. And I'm also asthmatic, so it could be allergies, but it also could be not allergies. So we don't know. Right. And also being asthmatic puts you at higher risk. Exactly. So I talk, I'm talking to my mom because I was supposed to take her to the airport early Saturday morning, but her flights got canceled. Um, and then she was saying, Ben, are you okay? Is it, is it hard for you to breathe? I'm like, eh, it's a little hard for me to breathe. So I called the doctor. Uh, when I finally did, was able to talk to someone. They said, okay, walk me through it. What's going on? And I told them what was happening. And they're like, all right. Well, the good news is your symptoms aren't severe enough for a test because there's so limited number of test kits for the virus right now that we have to really pick and choose. And you said you don't Thanks, have a fever. Thanks, Obama. Okay. I remember that. I remember. I remember. <laughs> oh, Lord, do I remember. So then it was, okay, you're, you're not dying, which is good. So just monitor yourself. Just quarantine yourself. And if it gets worse, call us. But, for, but just for now, just stay indoors. So the good news is I'm feeling better. It's easier for me to breathe. It probably was just allergies, but at the same time, we still don't know because there are some rumors going around my work that aren't the best. And besides that, I've just been staying home. Uh, Benny and I, we watched uh, Frozen 2 on Disney Plus the other uh, other night. Uh, Oh, a movie that we watched together that I finally saw was Pet Cemetery. That that went up on Hulu. The the remake? Oh, the remake? Yeah, the remake. We finally saw that. And... uh, it's not that good. I mean, oh, it's, a, oh, it's, I like it, it. it's okay, but it's, it's not, I, I don't know. I just noticed there are times, there are times where there was like parts of it where I, I could tell where they cut at, where they edit it, where it's like, they're supposed to be like, uh, like longer pauses to build the tension up. But then it's just like, I don't know. I mean, you are the Stephen King experts. It does make sense. Cause he loves the original pet cemetery so much. Like he wants to defend it. Like, no, I get it. He is the Stephen King guy. I understand. I get that. I understand. I mean, you seen know the material better than anyone. Uh, I I mean, seeing the cat was freaky. Like when the cat came back, when Church came back to life. Yeah, I, I'm like, okay, that's messed up. Okay, like straight up, real quick. The creepiest moment in that movie is definitely when his undead daughter is laying in the bed next to him and says, "I can hear the trees." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Props, props to that actress when she comes back after being dead. That I'm like that that she's good. She just like ups the creepy factor tenfold. I agree. I I mean, but besides besides that, it, it's it, it's it's not horrible. It's just nah. I, I watched it though. That's cool. I'm glad you watched another horror movie though. Did you just flip me off, Brandon? No. <laughs> uh, some other stuff I did is uh, Megan and I caught up entirely on Steven Universe Future. It oh, ends please. this coming Friday. So that's brutal. Uh, that's the end of Steven for the foreseeable future. For the future? Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be something. Steven is in a place. He's making some choices. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, it's, it's hitting some emotional stuff. Um, and I've continued watching The Office, <laughs> which has been nice. Um, Just die. No, he was covering uh, opening his can, I think. Um, so kept watching The Office. Uh, I I got together with the guys to watch another episode of uh, Keep Your Hands Off of Aizuken, which continues to be a really special 
anime, I think is really nice. And I think that's everything major media consumption wise. What about minor media? Mm. Yeah, we watched Longshot. I mean, oh. just for fun because Megan hadn't seen it. Oh, shit, that was this week. Yeah, that was this week. See, I forgot Guggenheim. That was the same day. Jesus, this has been a whole week. This is the longest time. week of the week. Time is time is something right now. You're ready for twelve more weeks of it. Yeah, time is something right now. Even today, I'm like, what day is it today? Even when I woke up, I'm like, okay, please tell me it's ten o'clock in the morning. And then I look at my phone; it's like two thirty. I'm like, shit. Oh, we played a game of Mario Party. We played Mario Party. We played some Bobby is You. I also did a, a, a bored and annoyed, downright nerdy talk about Star Wars. That was yesterday. Normally, it's today. So, Ben, I was also confused on my timing because uh-huh. I record that normally Sundays and it's Saturday. Now I'm doing this. And I'm like, man, uh, yeah. I'm off. I'm turned upside down. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, Ryan, you're going to be happy. So I played some New York Automata last night. Oh, I know. I'm definitely going to play some more today. I voted to make you play it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Damn right you did. And also, um, I, I also, I finally got this bad boy. Rachel Liffin's second book came in the mail when I was in Arizona. Cool. And that interview is going to happen. And also, me and Michael Carls from our friends at Dowry Nerdy, uh, we're going to do like our own little book, lo- book club thing. So I need to get into contact with him. We're going to do five chapters a week. Cool. So oh, we're going to... Okay. So we're going to read the book, and we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, sometimes Rachel could be on those shows. So um, Sometimes she might not be on it. Um, but for now, we're still trying to figure out when we can do the first uh, episode, because I'm, like, one chapter away, and I have to stop myself from reading from reading past because yes. I have a problem. Because uh, sometimes when I get into a book that I really, really like, I just, I just keep on going, and then it's like, oh, I'm at the end of the book already. Oh, shit, I was supposed to stop, like, 20 chapters ago. Oh, no. And I got my comic books before the store, before everything like closed down. So mm-hmm. I'm, I got those to read. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got also I got Dune to read. So I got that. I got a lot of stuff. That's true. I, uh, Good time to my... read Dune, Brandon. Yeah. Dinner, dinner. I am. I'm like three chapters in. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're more chapters than I am. Yeah. yeah same. I, uh, right. uh, they might, my store didn't pick up Excalibur for me. And now they're closed. Oh, oh no. no. The Starlight Citadel. I don't know what to do. The Nexus of All Reality in Captain Britain Corps. Oh. Order it online. Oh, I, I don't. I want to. I want to make sure my comic store is going to be there when this is over. So I'm going to try and get in touch with them to do shipping. Sure. We'll see. But all right, shall we get into our news? Yeah, and we're not going to cut this time. Look at that. We're doing it live. <laughs> we, don't, we don't cut. We normally just play the music right now. You, you know what? That's true. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Here's the music. That's not the first yeah, live podcast. It's not going to be the last live. Yeah. <laughs> and here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Hey, okay. Not in my ear. Thank you. Um, we do have some sad news, though, to get started with, though. Uh, I said, though, twice because it's very important. Um, yeah, there's a lot of sad news today, so. So there are three... There were three deaths that happened this week unrelated to the coronavirus. Um, Lyle Wagoner passed away this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was Steve Trevor on the Wonder Woman 77 TV series with Linda oh. Carter. Uh, he passed away this week at the age of 84. Um, fun fact about Steve Trevor in that show, Steve Trevor was in the first season in World War II, and then when they realized it was too expensive to do World War II, the second season was in the 1970s, and he came, the same actor came back as the son of Steve Trevor from World War II. 
They're not that's, doing that in Wonder Woman 84. That's real. That's true. That's awesome. I believe it. Oh. Um, he was he was Colonel Steve Trevor Jr. in the second in the second and third season. Of course he huh. was. Okay. Then, my cat's on his way. Go away. Speaking um, of hey, we got cats here too, dude. It's cool. Oh, that's uh, true. Stuart Whitman passed away. Stuart Whitman was Jonathan Kent from Superboy, the TV series Superboy. Oh, oh. okay. All right. He passed away this week at the age of ninety-two. Oh, that's that's a good long life. Uh, but I think the biggest one was Kenny Rogers. Oh, passed yeah. away this week at the I age of I am a big Kenny Rogers fan. I, it's not, I don't listen to a lot of country music, but uh, I made a music video in high school to a Kenny Rogers song. Uh, I listen to him all the time. It's a bummer. How old was he, yeah. Brandon? Do you have it? 81. 81? Yeah, that's... Did you, did you see uh, the joke that's been going around about it? No. Oh, uh, someone shared uh, a joke that was uh, going out right before the coronavirus hits its peak is the best know when to fold them. That Kenny Rogers could have oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but all all three of these people legends. Like it's it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Bad news on top bad news. Yeah. Speaking of bad news, we have some coronavirus news. As always, <laughs> related to the comic industry, not actual what's happening news. Yeah. The the comic industry is, is is later. I have some other things before we get. I there. meant I meant like nerd industry in general. Yes. We're not we're not talking about the fact that we are now the third, soon to be the second highest uh, cases in the world. Whoa! Oh, we're third. Third. oh yeah, we are third. I'm oh, saying yeah. we're close to being second. Oh, gross! No, thank you. Well, uh, thanks, Florida. That's not freaking me out at all. Don't uh, just stay in your house. You. Um, all right, so some release, some more releases were postponed this week. Uh, one of them actually kind of hit me in the moment where I was like, "Oh shit, this is, this is bad." Um, Spiral from the Book of Saw was pushed. It was originally going to come out May fifteenth. My girlfriend just squealed. No, um, I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Wow, it seems like a yeah. like an October movie. Uh, Antebellum was also pushed from its April twenty fourth release date. Bummer. And Black Widow was pushed from its May first release date. However. Oh. No That's official right. statement was 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 put out by Marvel or Disney about this, whereas other statements have been put out by others. So, some people are saying to take it with a grain of salt. However, it is very likely that it has been pushed. One hundred percent. I'd say it's really, really likely at this point. Yeah. yeah. What? What? That was the one where I was like, "Oh shit, this is not going away anytime soon." Yep. Nope. Uh, no, it is Fargo. not. Fargo was pushed from its release date. Season four, I believe. Yes, season four. Yeah, it's been pushed a bit, and it's got a shorter season uh, because of yeah, virus. because of production. Yeah, yeah. We um, we still we still just from talking to Guggenheim, we still don't know what effect this is really going to have on television at this moment because a lot of yeah. shows had to stop production before their finales, and it doesn't look like they'll start up before those finales would have aired. Yep. Yeah. So. Reruns. We do not know how that's going to go. Some a lot of shows are just going to stop without having proper finales. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. Um, some shows, like the CW shows, have been picked up already for other seasons, so perhaps they'll be fine. But so many shows just aren't going to finish out their season. So it's. It, I know. I'm wondering right now, especially with the CW shows, because they've all gone on hiatus at this point. The superhero shows. I'm wondering if most of the Arrowverse shows will just stay on hiatus till they can finish production and then come back as a weird like late summer season i might um uh, agents of shield is being uh, talked about a lot they want to get agents of shield released early that whole season is done that's yeah the cat the cast is pushing for that they're like the audience needs agents of shield right now because they're stuck at home and i'm like why do they need to be punished 
That's not fair to like that show. I will negate it. Oh, you still watch all the CW shows, so I'm going to let the Agents Ooh. of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans have their shit. They can have it. Take that. <laughs> I told him, Astro. <laughs> oh, that, right. that was a good burn, Sparks. Holy shit. <laughs> Some productions have been halted. Um, you know, I'm surprised that there are any still in production. But Avatar, uh, I'm sure they're on four at this point, has been halted. Um, <laughs> which, you know, whoopee. You could pick up at any, at any point. Um, the Matrix 4. Uh, the, Lord of, the Lord of the Rings stopped production. Uh, they were in pre-production, but they're stopping indefinitely for now. And uh, guys, I'm sorry to say, but Fantastic Beast Three stopped production. Uh, it was in production. I guess so. Good. Oh, no, oh, I don't no. care. These lose those beasts. So I. Uh, hey, some people still like Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> so I put up. Uh, so I, we talked yeah. about our Patreon up top, and I put up a, a thing on on. I put up our a review of our. No, sorry. The one of the episodes I put up on Patreon was our episode where we discussed that Fantastic Beasts was going to be about five movies, and so I've got a little running joke in the in the um, in the descriptions of each of each Patreon episode. So I had a thing where it was just like, I don't know what we talked about in this episode. All I remember is be, is now being disappointed that there's five Fantastic Beasts films coming out. Yeah, this was three years ago. Anyway, wow. So oopsie. I don't even remember if I was excited. No, was I excited for those movies before I knew anything about them? We I were excited for the first some amount of excitement. No, I was excited because it was like a hundred years in the past. I was yeah, excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the trailer for for the second one, the Comic Con trailer, was like, "Yo, this actually looks pretty dope." Why can't we? That's true. And then then we saw it, and then Grindelwald summoned his blue eyes white dragon in attack mode, and we all know the rest. Oh, rip! World War One. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm two. I'm not crying. Um. So obviously, uh. California's on lockdown. We know this. Um, we've been, uh, what's it called? Safer at home. Uh, shelter in place. place. No, yeah. California state is safer at home. Other places are shelter in place. So oh, I've never, I've never heard that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're trying to find fancy wordage to make it not quarantine. Well, it was, it was shelter in place until it was the whole state. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so closures have happened. AMC, Regal, Cinemark, they've closed their theaters nationwide. Um, they are no also movies. asking. They are also asking for help from the federal government to try to keep them afloat. Um, this is going to be a huge blow to the theater industry. Oh yeah, this is going to be a huge blow to every industry. Every literally every, every industry. Well, Everything I want to home in. I want to home in on the industries as we talk about them. Yes. So right now, this is so right now the the theater industry. Um, it's going to be obviously irrevocably irrevoc- changed. Um, when they do are able to play movies again, China is already looking at what releases they can get up so that they can, you know, have a kind of a jump start to their theater industry. I wonder if a similar thing will happen in, in America. I can only imagine. So people like movies, movies are yeah. going to come back. I hope so. Uh, I, I have no doubt that the movies will come back, but we've seen a lot of releases and we'll get to that in a, in a moment. Uh, release on VOD um, could change how we distribute movies. Movie uh, theaters. Movie theaters won't go away. We talked about it last week. We talked about it all the time. Like, like movie like. theaters won't won't just stop existing. There may be less of them. That's very likely. Well, what I was talking about specifically, I think the ones that are going to be hit the hardest are the independent theaters, the ones yeah. that the ones that don't make a lot of money. Those I agree. ones, I don't think. Like, we have a theater in LA called Lemley. It's a great theater chain. They they release mostly just um, uh, independent theater, independent movies. <laughs> Uh, I cannot see the Lemley Theater surviving at the end of this. Um, 
I don't think that's possible. I hope I'll, so. I will say um, living in Los Angeles, I bet it's going to be okay because it has a community that will support it. But if you live in Ohio and you're independent theater, that's going down. I was LA is going to be fine. I was going to suggest something more back back in our hometown, Brandon, in Monterey. Uh, the Lighthouse Theater will probably go. Yeah, it's likely. Uh, I, I highly doubt that'll stick around. However, I bet the Osseo sticks around. I think we're struggling. Which does the more indie lovers. film releases. I bet the Osseo sticks around because they don't know how to put anything else there. Yeah. Whereas PG has been looking for an excuse to sell the Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, Netflix will buy it. I think that's true. Uh, Netflix, no, Amazon is looking to buy... Um, the Landmark Theater in L.A. Fun fact. Um, GameStop's closed eventually, finally. After them fighting tooth and nail to be open. My what God. A, what assholes. Oh, no. Even as, even as a fan, because I got a message from – or I saw the, the message from the Final Fantasy VII team, and they're saying, it's like, hey, we know what's going on. The game's not pushed, but we're still going to try and figure out a way we can get you the game if the, for those who want it physically. And obviously, yeah. digital, it's going to come out digitally. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But then when GameStop was saying, when I saw that email from GameStop, even I was pissed. And I'm like, okay, what the damn hell, guys? Yeah. I I joked with Ryan that I feel like they were pushing it because they knew if they shut down, they'd go to bankruptcy. Yeah. Again? Uh, and uh, they put out their, their message where they finally had, like, made closure, and they're like, look, we were fighting it because we are essential. People need our entertainment in this time of self-quarantine. And I'm like, bro... No. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. They actually did it in a very shady way. It's not, they didn't even, were, they were not talking about video games. They specifically were talking about webcams and headphones. Those are essential to communication. They were taking the communication approach, not the video game approach at all. Video games were not even part of the equation. Wow. Because no, of course they're not essential. But they're like, wow. we have to stay open. We sell webcams. So does Target. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so does Target, Walmart, Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy, which has been much more, uh, obedient with all the orders and laws put in place here's a fun fact uh ben you know reggie fizeme who used to work for nintendo right oh i know this i was actually gonna wonder i was gonna ask if this was on the news or not no it's it's i guarantee it's not but he oh. he is now the president of the game of gamestop he's yeah. the guy who ran nintendo for like a decade and made them the best that they are right now so like yeah. it's super weird that he's taking over this company that's near defeat so i think there's gonna be a huge like they oh, wouldn't hire this guy oh, if they no. were trying to do something big because this oh, guy no. is like, he's a big deal in the video game industry. Uh, oh, yeah. So I wonder what this does to him. <laughs> and the fact that they got him after he just retired from Nintendo is yeah. m- must be something he got, big. He got money, dude. Either they're so- offering a shit ton of money, like all the money GameStop can offer. And he knows that uh, it's all obvious because he's had to work with, he was the president of Nintendo. He had to work with GameStop once or twice in the past. So he mm-hmm. knows how messed up that company is or they will be. So, and knowing Fizeme, what he did with, uh, as the president of Nintendo of America, seeing him the marketing for that for just nintendo and how big it is today it's like he's i'm pretty sure razor feasibly could pull gamestop out of the grave i'm pretty sure you can make it better i don't think at this point it well that they, dude they helped have... launch the wii which is like the highest selling console like of all time like that dude Second is highest. so smart a business smart he can he can he can do things at gamestop that we haven't even thought of like he yeah. can turn it into a real arcade or he could turn it into something we don't even know yet yeah i was gonna say that they have a an opportunity because of the quarantine to rebrand oh when yeah they, come back, they, they can talked rebrand about hardcore. they talked about making it like a casual hangout place where you can like hang out and play games and stuff they talked about that but they haven't done it yet like this would be a good time to do that i yeah, think they 
I've heard rumors that Barnes and Noble might start selling alcohol and people, and they'll turn Barnes and Noble into a hangout place where that people could just go on, could just go, they could drink beer. Cause you know how they have Starbucks in there and yeah, people, I, and then it's like, Hey, if you like a book, you still buy it. But most of their sales are probably going to go to the beer and alcohol or the beer sales, get a glass of wine and like read a book. Oh, oh, God. oh my God. And I see that's, that, that's the thing. Like, I don't think like, I think Barnes and Noble are going to be fine. I think GameStop will probably file for bankruptcy, but they'll be fine. AMC, they'll be fine. Regal, they'll be fine. Like all these big places are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But some of the smaller mom and pop places, the independent places, those places are going to take a serious hit. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and of course. They're not going, and in some cases, uh, may never be able to recover. Um, yeah. But re- real quickly, let's go through this. Um, there have been some video on demand releases in regards to, like, hey, everybody's at home. Why don't you watch some movies? Um, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn has been released on video on demand which does not mean it's on a streaming service. I know a lot of people say it is. It's not on a streaming service. You can buy it for 20 bucks, um, and you can own the digital copy of that movie. In two days, right? In 24th? Uh, I, th- I think now. Oh, it's 24th. Like you're absolutely right. The 24th, yeah. you're right. Um, do, we know, do we know if that is like having the digital copy with the extras and everything, or is it just... It is. I double-checked. It is extras included. Okay. So it is the digital copy of that movie with extras. That's pretty nice. That's awesome. That is really nice. Um, Bloodshot is another one of those that's going to be released. Uh, that was the most significant one because it just came out. Um, it's but going it to be. Sense. It does make sense. And that will be released to own, which I thought was interesting. Universal kicked this all off with uh, The Hunt, Emma, and The Invisible Man. Both, oh. Uh, all three movies that are in theaters right now. The Hunt had its release just before the quarantine. Um. They will only be for rent, however. You can rent those movies for $20 for a 48-hour period. And they won't, they're will they not 4K. It's just, it's regular HD. No special features. It's just a rental period. Um, which I think is kind of smart in its own way, pr- truthfully. I think it's... I, there's been a lot of discussion of, like, is, is this too much money? If you go to a movie theater on a packed Friday night, you're spending more than $20. Yeah. yeah. So like but, I think I think this is a, is perfectly cool. If there's yeah, more than yeah. one person watching, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, if I, I if if we lived in LA, I would go spend fifteen dollars on a movie ticket and then buy a seven dollar popcorn and a five dollar drink. Sure, but that's mm-hmm. not true all across the board across the country because, no, for know. example, like we could go for four dollars individually. No, of course, that's also a small like smaller theater. No, I know, but I'm saying like this is this is just across the nation, yeah. and most theaters don't charge LA prices. Yes. So twenty dollars yeah, is not a bad deal, is what I'm trying to say. It it isn't. Um, it is to own personally because I've been spoiled with a list, which they paused. Thank God. Um, uh, I I oh, don't it, really I don't really want to spend that much money to rent a movie, um, because I don't really spend that much money to watch a movie in theaters. But that's just me personally. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to say what other people can can or cannot do. Um, Trolls World Tour is going to have a day and date release. However, I cannot tell if it's to rent or to own. On April 10th. Uh, I couldn't find the information there, so it's up in the air. I don't know. It's likely um, to rent, I imagine. I would imagine rent as well, um, but there was no clarification in at least the articles I read. Yeah. Uh, Onward, however... That's, that's one of the most major ones, too, because oh, yeah. Troll 2 didn't release before yes. all this happened. Right. That's the one that's coming out without theatrical release having happened at all. Yes, uh, the theatrical release was supposed to be April 10th, and that was, will be a, re- a digital release. Theaters were available, but digital, uh, but the digital release. Yeah. Um, Onward, however, is going to be released. Excuse me. Um, 
Onward is going to be released uh, on April 3rd on Disney+. Plus. It's smart, man. They're going to get so many oh, more. Wow. And it's on It's on. rent or buy it right now. It's yeah. a, it, I believe to buy on Video On Demand. Yeah. Uh, right now, yeah. I, I saw a few commercials on it of it online, and Onward is ready for Movies Anywhere, like Movies Anywhere app. It's ready for you to buy right now. So them putting it on Disney Plus on April 3rd, it's actually pretty smart. Because I figured it's like, okay, if it's going to be, uh, if it's ready to buy on digital, they're going to have to put it on Disney Plus soon. And they're putting it this, and they're putting it up there in about a week. So I think it's more so, I think it's more so that Onward's theatrical run would have been done by now anyway. Yeah. So, you know what? People are home watching things. Why not? Capitalize. Yeah. That's not true. Onward's still going on for a while. Well, not by now, but like by the time this thing is all over. It's not making all of its money. It's not making a lot of money. By the time this thing is all over, like who knows? Mm-hmm. We don't know when the theaters are supposed to be open. I'm sorry. Oh no! Oh no! You cut out, Brandon. Can't hear you. I got there you. There you go. I clicked hey. the mute button. I'm sorry. Oh, are you good? What were you saying? I had to readjust. No, no, no! Before that. Oh, uh, I lost my weight. My counterbalance weight. <laughs> my bed tilts. Oh. Um, not like that. Hey. There were rumors that Wonder Woman 80, don't Wonder Woman eighty four was going to have a, a day and date streaming release. However, Warner Brothers has denied that they are not planning that, on doing that. That would be so cool. Like if they if like that's the test. Like, can they release a one hundred fifty million dollar movie digitally? Will enough people see it while there's a quarantine? I think that'd be it. They it'd be such an interesting uh, experiment that uh, of course they're not going to do. Well, I, think I, think more than, I think more than that, it's June. Its release date is June. Like, I think yeah. they're hoping that by that point, this thing is done. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I think that's why it hasn't brought up. Yeah. I, I probably, when it gets closer, they might reconsider. But as of now, there's no reason to think that the theaters won't be reopened by June. The yeah. law is only until mid-April. So Yeah, that's true. So who knows? I mean, I, I just want to say, like, that's the law... But, like, health officials are saying until we actually crack down on lockdowns across the country, we're looking at at least beyond eight weeks. I mean, look at the escalation, how it's been. Like, if it stays like this, like, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, and I don't do that to, like, pinpoint anybody as, like, oh, you know, like, we, you're inaccurate or that kind of thing. But it more just how no one really knows what to do right now yeah. across the board, across all industries. No one really knows how to respond to this. Because no one really knows what's going to be done about it. So, you know, I, I just was looking at a thread of people talking about, hey, how come we can, like, order hotel visits? Something is really loud, by the way. I don't, yeah, no, it's, it's Zara. She's setting up a thing. Okay, that's cool. Um, uh, how, how come hotels and uh, reservations like that are available right now for Disneyland? starting out on april 1st mm-hmm. you know smart. or disney world and and, uh, and it's like uh we know that's not gonna happen come on now well so, I, think, I think in regards to like these these big movies like black widow or wonder woman the issue comes up when they need the international box office like they need the box office right now vod and streaming does not make the kind of money that an international box office will right um, and that's and that's a good point is because these could be fine in June globally, but not here. Right. Not in the U.S. Uh, the theaters might be open again in China. They might be open in most of Europe. 
at that point, but not here. Right. No, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, now I've picked up a uh, picked up a cause. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. Uh, I've been retweeting a lot about comic book stores and how they need our help. Uh, so before I get into this type of news, I want to just say, if you can support your local comic book store, please do. Uh, many of them have already had to close their doors permanently and will not be reopened when the quarantines are lifted. Every uh, comic book store is an independent store. And, and so if you, can, if you can help your local store try to weather this out, uh, please do. They will appreciate it. And you know what? Let's not let our favorite medium die. Um, comics will always be published, but the direct market is something special. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't be let to go. Um, whoa! I'm sorry, the sun just came up. I saw it. <laughs> um, uh, she's got a new light box she's testing. That's what happened. Nice. Okay, but so Diamond has taken it upon themselves to try to do something. Um, what little they can do, or they can really do a lot, but they decided to do very little. Um, they will, however, allow stores to... For those of you who don't know, by the way, Diamond is the... Uh, distribute is the distribution company for all comic books. They're a monopoly. They are the only ones, and they suck. But um, they will allow stores to pause their accounts during this time, which is nice of them to do. Um, and free comic book day has been postponed. There was talk of making it the entire May for so free comic book May. Uh, free comic book day is always the first weekend in May, but now it has been postponed till later in the summer. Um, that puts Grandpa on a lot of events coming up in the summer. Now, mind you, the reason why the comic book stores are going to suffer a lot during this time is because they have to keep bringing product in without selling it for when they reopen. They can't stop their accounts because comic book companies aren't going to stop. What are they going to do? Not get the new DC book? Yeah. Like, it's going to be tough for them. It's very, it's a very interesting situation because it's not like a movie where one movie comes out in June. It's comics come out every single week. Yeah. It is a, it is, a, it is like... They're crunching all the time. Comics are coming out nonstop every day. Um, so yeah, like I think they're still trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do too. And it, yeah. uh, we were talking about this when we were heading to the comic store that it feels like the whole industry should just pause, uh, at least as far as distribution, and then just resume as if it was the big week when everything was shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I agree. But Diamond would be the ones who would have to do that. They would have to yeah. make that call. I know, and I'm like, I, what? why not do that? They, they stand to lose more than they gain by not. Uh, yeah. Just halting all distribution. Everybody's hurting. Nobody can buy anything anyway. Yeah. Right. Now, Image, uh, has, for their part, has tried to do what they can. There's an open letter I've linked in the, in the description below, so please check that out. Image has called upon their fellow publishers to do similar things. Um, they are offering full returnability, and they have canceled unnecessary titles, such as reprints or second printings. Uh, so they are only going to release their normal printings throughout this time, and if they cannot be sold, they will. They were asking for them to be returned at no extra, at no extra charge, which is unheard of. Image does not do that. Um, DC is the one that does full returnability, not Image. But it's but it's just recognizing the situation everyone's in. I want to say that Marvel and D, at least Marvel, they also said that they're going to do returns up to like three weeks or something. Okay, we'll get to Marvel. Okay. We're, we're, the comic book industry is a little mad at Marvel. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so they released an open letter. So um, other, distributor, uh, other distributors, the smaller ones, Aftershock, Dynamite, um, they have done similar methods aftershock is delaying all shipments until this for like three weeks i believe six weeks i think um 
Di Dynamite is limiting their titles to six, so the only six titles are going to be released during this time from Dynamite. Um, and they've canceled all their merchandise. No comment from DC. That's important. DC has not made a comment yet. So who knows what DC is planning on doing. Um, Marvel. Marvel will offer deep discounts. <laughs> and that's it. What does that what mean? What the hell? What does that mean? That means that you can discount you can discount the comic books so that you may get them. But you have to keep getting them. And you can't return them because Marvel doesn't do returns. Oh, well that's messed up. That yep. is that is messed up. Yes it is. So a lot of people are like kinda like you have the power, Marvel. Marvel and DC have the power to just be like, we're not putting out comics for the for, until for like three months. Two months, maybe. Yeah. But they're just like but DC, to their credit, have not made a comment, so I, I won't. I'm not going to blast DC. But Marvel's just like, we'll discount them. Don't worry about it. We got you. And again, like it's just a lot of everybody not knowing what what's really going to happen now with the with our entire economic state of being. Just what everything. is the country going to be like yeah. for the next two months? Yeah. And because they're but but they're they're leaving just like GameStop did. They leave far too much to chance until the last minute when they are forced to do something. Yeah. Um, and they should just be being more proactive for the people who support them. So a lot of industries that should be more proactive at this point. Absolutely. My comic shop or two comics for their part, they tried to do curbside pickup. Um, Sarah. <laughs> so they tried, they tried to do curbside pickup until they were forced to close. Most comic book stores are doing shipments. So if you if your comic book store is doing uh, some shipments, some shipping across their state or their city or their country, do it. Help them. Buy your pull list. That's all you need to do. That'll help big time. Yeah. They, they are not going to get income in, but they are going to keep getting product in. They have no choice. And a lot of them are doing, doing like curbside pickup or like, hey, you can buy your car. A lot of them will like be open and they'll just like pay for it and they'll bring it to your car. Like I've, I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. Like it's actually kind of, it's kind of cute. Yeah. And, and yeah, let's, let's be clear. Like in California, we're all supposed to be shut in at this point. They are a non-essential business. They should not be uh, open and having you come in. Yeah. Um, frankly, be careful of that. I'm not saying like you report them or anything, but maybe recommend to them that they should shut down before someone does uh, and go to shipments or curbside pickup or whatever. Um, can, but, but can no you Postmates comic books. no, so there's a company that's trying to do it. Smart. Like I think, C I think C Comics Hub. Comics Hub and CBLDF are trying to find ways to make this make, make this happen. CBLDF is the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. They are trying to get some money allocated to try to help comic book stores in this time. Like a delivery pull list system? Which, like, that'd be so smart. Holy which, shit. Which is a good yeah. idea. But like, uh, my, my point being, like, stress with them because, like, it could be far worse for them if they get slapped with a fine right now. True. Uh, just, you know encourage them to it's for your own health it's for their health it's for everyone's health encourage them to not have you coming into the store if they are still remaining open um but definitely see if you there's something you can do to purchase your pool list do the shipping or all that kind of stuff um and this is not the current situation across the entire country so if you don't live in california like we do and your stores are still open go help them out right now before it gets worse yeah. and you can go there because Absolutely. it's gonna get worse yeah oh yeah if you if you have a pull list the best thing you can do is just pick it up just pick up your pull list. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we have some Marvel, uh, other Marvel news. Wow. Uh, 
Marvel has announced a couple of things from comic books uh, because the comic book company has got to keep on trucking. Um, they've announced Infinite Destinies. Uh, Infinite Destinies will be a series of annual one-shots uh, that will be in other titles and it will be uh, introducing characters that are essentially living Infinity Stones. Um, so Star, uh, for those of you who don't know, is one. Right. Uh, so she gets one of these one-shots. However... Uh, so it's a series of one-shots to reintroduce the Infinity Stones in the Marvel Universe. So we'll start with in June with Iron Man Annual Number 1. It's written by Jed McKay, who uh, wrote, writes Black Cat right now. With art and by Hellions Ibrahim. coming out soon. And Hellions. And with art by Ibrahim Robertson, who did Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to introduce the character Quantum, which I don't know which stone he is. Um, Captain America Annual Number 1. Uh, written by Jerry Duggan, Marauders and Cable, uh, with art by Marco Castiello, who did Doom 2099. Yeah, that's good. You can keep the light on. <laughs> um, uh, it's going to introduce Overtime, and Overtime is the Time Stone made mm-hmm. living. Um, then there's going to be in July with Thor number one, uh, Thor Annual number one. No, no teams uh, announced for these guys. But Thor Annual Number One will introduce the Spirit of Corruption. Danny Catch, I just mentioned him up top. Um, Black Cat Annual Number Two, White Fox. Don't know what that one is. August Avengers Annual Number One. We don't know. It's classified. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man Annual Number One will introduce Amulet. And in September, Guardians of the Galaxy Annual Number One will introduce a character called Prince of Power. And then Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number Two will introduce Star. Oh, they just introduced. I just uh, I didn't talk about it in my what I was doing this week, but I read Guardians 3 and they just introduced a character called The Prince. Oh, I don't know. If, I, I wonder if that, because I think he's a new character, so I wonder if he's going to be in, that's the guy. Yeah, I think that's what this is. Uh, this isn't, any, DC did this a long time ago, similar, uh, just making the annuals all connect into one larger story. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of a cool idea, an uh, interesting way to introduce the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um, it's, are they, so are these going to be, yeah, these are separate one shots yes. just tied to the books. Okay. So I have to buy like eight new books then. Uh, maybe well, if, if, they're good. if they're good. Yeah. You don't have to buy them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think this is an interesting idea. Uh, each annual is going to have a backup story called super spy versus super spy, which will see agent Colson. I'm, in, I'm into this, which will see agent Colson, who is the agent of Mephisto versus agent fury, the agent of nothing. Sounds dope. And, uh, for those, Secret Empire, Coulson died. Yep. So he's Deadpool now killed him. Deadpool killed him. So Mephisto is um, there. Shield's gone, so Agent of Nothing. There you go. Nick Fury was also, um, he was the Watcher on the Wall before Bucky became this him. This is so not now... the same Nick Fury. Is it Nick Fury Jr.? This is Nick Fury Jr. Then call him Nick Fury Jr., Marvel. What are you doing? <laughs> Confusing me with the characters <laughs> I don't He's just Nick Fury. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Nick Fury, who was the, who was the, the, the Watcher. He's he's disappeared. He's Wally West right now. <laughs> he's he's gone. just gone. He's just he's gone. gone for now. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was in that book with um, the Time Eater. Galactus's head was the Time Eater. Oh Jesus! A while ago. I wanted it to be the Ultimates, but it wasn't the Ultimates. I don't was remember what it was. I don't remember? Yeah, it was an old book. It wasn't. It was. It was all right. Oh, that was the one with um, with uh, Agent Carter as Captain America. In one timeline, not Infinity Wars. No, they went through a different timeline. They went I through, don't know. They hopped through different dimensions. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Um, so yeah, okay, that sounds cool. New Warriors had some announcements this week. 
Sure did. Um, spinning out of Outlawed will be a new title called New Warriors. Uh, not new, it's had a couple of incarnations before. They've been around uh, for decades. Yeah, the new this New Warriors series will be written by Daniel Kibblesmith with art by Luciano Vecchio. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's going to be new heroes mentored by the original team as part of the government's attempt to regulate teen heroes. Fun. Yeah. Shall I meet the team? Yes. You want to meet the team? Yeah. All right. Be negative. Who's a vampire? Blah. Serena Is that Tung. his blood type? And his name. Okay, Ben. <laughs> Screen Time, who is a digital genius. Trailblazer, who wields a pocket dimension. And Snowflake and Safe Space, mm-hmm. who are nine non-binary psychic heroes. Yes. That sucks. <laughs> uh, why does it suck? I personally don't, don't uh, agree with what he was saying. Uh, with what he, with what the writer said, arguably I'm not the I'm not the audience for this book, so perhaps people will will react more positive to this. Although as as I am familiar, the internet is not too happy about it. No, I'm, I'm, that wasn't like like a coming at you, Brandon. No, this does suck. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's it's two white dudes. Uh, and to be fair, uh, Luciano, the artist, is gay, but this is two white dudes making two non-binary characters, and they're calling them Snowflake and Safe Space. And as a white dude, like, I, it's not my place to talk about these characters, but I know the, the vitriol online is like, these, this is the absolute wrong approach to take with Marvel's first characters, and their outfits are very interesting. Um, I don't think anybody really likes it, and, it, and I, it's Marvel trying something, but I don't think you got the right dudes to do it. To well, be what I've noticed is that it's pissed off both liberals and conservatives. Yes. And, and the approach is like, all right, you call a character Snowflake in Safe Space. You're like, oh, the idea is like they're going to retake the name for, then use it for good. Yeah. That's that's not – no one likes that idea. That is not yeah. – no one likes that idea. I mean just the idea of using those two names, it's so triggering to a lot of people. Yeah. Because they have been seen as just slurs. Oh, boy. Oh, you haven't seen this yet? No. It was all over the internet. Oh, oh did yeah. you just look them up? Yeah. And also, so, again, like, Marvel doesn't know how to write twins. Why are they hugging? Why are they so close together? Well, that's... Why are they, uh, they Wanda really and Pietro? That's only in the Ultimates version, okay? That nobody cares about Nobody cares about that version. I like them. They were cute. I'm pretty sure they were effing. They're, they're cute, Brandon! They're cute! They're brother and sister! Watch Game of Thrones! Wait, they're not... They're, they're brother and sister? I would never have known by the way they're written. They're brother, let's make it happen. Oh! That I saw a meme of this the other day. <laughs> I didn't realize what the hell. This is real, Ben. Sparks is looking at uh, some stuff for it. Tell me, tell me your thoughts now that you've looked at it. And... I just was reading the tweet from Kate Leth. I personally love to see two white cis men at Marvel create a black non-binary character named Snowflake in the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically the assumption of it. Yeah. Um, this is what they I had guess, to say. If you don't, yeah, it feels tone deaf. Yes, it does feel tone deaf. Yes. Uh, I wanted to have teen characters who felt as now as the New Warriors did in 1990. The New Warriors have been zeitgeist characters from the beginning. You get edgy skateboarding Night Thrasher in the 90s and the reality TV team in the 2000s. And now in 2020, we have New Warriors who would have never grown up without the internet and one character who appears to essentially live inside of it. That's screen time. Yeah. Okay, so apparently Snowflake can just create snowflakes. Like that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the powers are never. I don't care about the powers. Do you know That's what? Do you know what it is? Um, 
I, I referenced it last week. Steven Universe had just introduced a non-binary character. Yeah. There was nothing in design about no. that character that immediately made them stand apart visually to be like extra colorful or flamboyant or anything. Just a person. They just look like a person and happen to be non-binary. Yeah. This feels like oh we gotta like make it really like bright neon colorful and very obvious because we're calling attention to the fact that look 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 and that's and i think just i as people who are non-binary which i know a few that's not how they live their life they don't try to call attention to like the whole idea of being non-binary another issue is that when so when, when like, uh, like the comic skaters or the conservatives are like, oh, you have, like, Miles Morales and Kamala Khan trying to take over our, our legacy character kind of stuff, right? That's not, that's not a good argument, right? This is a tone-deaf approach, and this gives them almost ammo to be like, look what Marvel's doing. Nobody likes this. This is awful. And I'm like, I don't want to agree with you. That's not, this is not where I want to be. But, like, it is, this is a bad approach to do this. And, like, yeah. you definitely should not have gotten these, these two white dudes to do it, like. They have so many, so many. They just hired Steve Orlando. Like at least, like give him a shot to do it or something. I don't know, man. Like I just, he's also white. That's not a good one. It's absolutely (laughs) correct, Sparks. It's tone deaf. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could be you could be white and be thoughtful. This just feels thoughtless. Yeah, it does. This feels like we're trying to do something edgy. We're trying to do something that's going to get some clicks. We're trying to do something as if it's the year 2015, not the year 2020. And I will say, uh, the they're they're the personality traits and the powers of the new warriors itself. I don't have any problems with that. The new warriors have always been like, yeah, the nineties, it was edgy. And then in two thousands, the new warrior, the new warriors are the reason civil war happened. They're the team with the, with the, with the cameras. They've always been like teenagers living in the moment, you know, uh, as teenagers. So like these guys having, you know, being in the internet and stuff like that, that doesn't bother me. Cause that's what also children of the atom is children of the atom are a bunch of teenagers who are BFFs or uh, fanboys of the X-Men. And it's unfortunate because the hate from New Warriors has now come over to Children of the Atom. And that's really unfortunate. And Vita Ayala, excuse me, she's now off of Twitter because she was getting so much hate for her book. She just left Twitter. And I that pissed me off so much because she's a wonderful soul. That's never good. They are a wonderful school, excuse me. You you know you know you've gone too far. Yes. Also just the superhero names Snowflake and Safe Space are terrible. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Just awful, superhero names. Just awful suck. names. Yeah. Just um, just horrendous representation. Yeah. Well, anyway. I, even uh, the I, 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 I kept reading through and I saw, like, the reason why they call that is because of, uh, oh, their powers do this, so that's why they're called that. It's like, you could still think of something better than Snowflake and Safe Space. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, no, they're called that because you decided to name them that. Oh, and listen, God. like you gotta realize, there's also characters called like Iceman. So like they're yeah. they're they're bad names. Like it's the it's the fact that they made them a nine bi- non-binary teenager who's like we are actively combating the use of, of Snowflake. Like we're gonna take it back. Like that's not what you do with a no name one, like that. you. you no one let reclaim die. that. No yeah. one reclaim that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, anyway. Um. You guys, anyone of us reading Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi Coates? Not anymore. I'm behind. But yes, uh, he is. I know he's ending. Yes, this is the news. He is ending his run with a forty page with a forty page issue. Uh, issue number twenty five will be his last issue. Twenty five. That doesn't feel like a long time. No, it well, doesn't. it launched when it became the intergalactic nation of Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um. So yeah. So he's ending. Uh, as he quotes, he's writing some great stuff. His Captain America runs pretty solid. I'm also behind on that, but it's been solid. Heard, well, now is the time to catch up. Now is the time. <laughs> 
Mustard. Um, all right. Anyway. So some Star Wars news real quick. Uh, really only one thing came out, which was really interesting. And I'll be honest, I don't 100% believe it. I'm not, I'm not shocked, Brandon. <laughs> what? I'm not shocked you don't believe it. So Rosario Dawson oh, has, that's been report- cool. has been reportedly cast as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, that's not the news I don't believe. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't believe that we are now hearing it's going to be a backdoor pilot to a live-action Ahsoka Tano TV show. Mm. Mm. So that's what that's what came came out of this. Now the reason why I don't believe that is because I don't think Dave Filoni would screw Ashley Eckstein like that. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Yeah, Dave Filoni is working on the Mandalorian. I understand that he would probably want to have Ahsoka Tano on that series. Rosaria Dawson's a good pick for her, but to do a series for Ahsoka Tano and not have Ashley Eckstein on that on that series that no. doesn't feel right to me. No, no yeah, no. I already I already don't love that Rosario Dawson is cast out of fan casting instead of letting Ashley Eckstein play the part. Yeah. But yeah. Now the other thing that, that worries me is um, if something like this were to happen, Rosario Dawson would become the voice of Ahsoka Tano. That always happens when a live action character is cast uh, from an animated uh, Saw Gerrera. Not a great example, but it is an example. Um, the live action, the live action characters already always bring their, their voice talents to the character after they played them in live action. I would argue that she's a little too iconic to the character at this point. If you yeah. know, it's uh, just a worry. I don't, I'm not saying it, it is. No, I understand. Happen. I understand. And I still feel like just the general idea of Rosario Dawson, Dawson playing this role. Like it'd be one thing if Ashley Eckstein had just played Ahsoka in Clone Wars, yeah. but she didn't. She's been the voice of Ahsoka in Rebels. She just premiered in Clone Wars again. And she's back on Clone Wars, and she was in Rise of Skywalker. And she did a whole book. She did an audiobook. As and she did a whole audiobook, and she launched her universe as a company off of her platform of being Ahsoka. Like, she is so iconically and intrinsically tied to that, and is honestly, like, the first true female Jedi canon representation character to take that away from that actress feels really dirty. I'm, yeah. I'm also sure I saw like a picture of her in cosplay as Ahsoka, and I'm like, like give her like an actual budget. Then just she's yeah, she's the right age yeah. to play Ahsoka. Yeah, at the point in time Mandalorian would be. Yeah, she's yeah. close enough. It doesn't matter. Put her in the makeup. I don't. Rosario Dawson's cool. Yeah, it's a cool casting thing. I don't think it should be taken from Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I just don't think it's going to be a... I don't think that we're going to do a series of, of this. If there is a series with Ahsoka, it's going to be animated. They're yeah. going to do it. Ashley Eckstein will voice it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what the reality is. I, do, I highly doubt that Rosario Dawson is, is Ahsoka for more than just Mandalorian. Right. However I long still, that I still is. think, regardless that we're getting live-action Ahsoka, is is awesome. Oh, I yeah. think so, totally. too. I love that character. Maybe we think, what other characters would you like to see in, like, The Mandalorian or something, like, live action? I was going to say Dr. Afra. I think would be really cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, what's that, um, uh, did he die, that, that, uh, that, that, uh, Blackford Wookiee crash in the crash or something? Oh, Black Crisatin. Black Crisatin? Would he be yeah. alive in Mandalorian? Know, I don't know if he's dead. He might not be. Because that dude is awesome. Yeah. He's just like, I like, have like no idea. Wookiee. How about old woman Asajj Ventress? Obviously. Ooh, I don't know she's that'd be dead. Cool. That's true. That'd be cool. I want a Saj um, live action so bad. So do I. <laughs> now there now I want I want to say one more thing about the Rosaria Dawson. Um there's a lot of debate on whether or not this report is true coming from Star Wars pundits. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't totally believe it. Yeah. I I mean grain of salt if it's true, cool. I like Rosario Dawson a lot. Um I mean who know, who knows? Who knows? I, I until Disney Strap says it's Ros- yeah, no, smoke this fire, Ryan. But if it I mean if it is true, cool. She'll be on an episode of the Mandalorian, that'd be awesome. But I mean, I have to agree with uh, Spark saying that they're not going to take Ahsoka away from Ashley well, from Ashley at all. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I think it's important just to say that the, that this this report has come out, and a lot of people are saying that like a lot of like Star Wars pundits, a lot of people that cover Star Wars, know people at Lucasfilm are like, I didn't hear this. Where did you get this information? Ah, uh, okay. So there's a lot of so there's a lot of going back and forth of whether or not this is true or not. So gotcha. until this comes kind of some more concrete information, mm-hmm. Mandalorian's not filming right now anyway. So yeah, I can't imagine they are. They might be. No, they're they're not. Yeah. Uh, so there could be just some discussions that were what were talked about. We don't know. Wait, Mandalorian's done filming. Season two is done filming. Yeah, they announced okay. that. I, I thought that they announced that too. Yeah, that's been done for a week. Uh, yeah, this would be about season three. I apparently miss every every filming announcement of The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was some PlayStation Five news, Ryan. I, I couldn't make heads or tail of it. It's, it, it all the only news is that the the GDC press conference that that PlayStation was going to have, Sony was going to have. Uh, they just aired it with Mark Cerny, who is the architect of the PlayStation, the guy who like makes it the thing. Um, and it was a hour long, incredibly dry, just technical talk. It's no. it's. It's made for GDC. It is not E3. It is a dude who is an engineer talking to a bunch of engineers about technical shit. So I watched it, didn't understand any of it, but I did watch a video after that explained it to me. So I'm going to okay. give you the, the layman's terms for it, all right? Okay. Please do, because I'm curious about this. So um, at the end of the day, uh, we now know the PS5 specs and the Xbox One Series X specs, and the Xbox One is 18% more powerful than the PS5. Uh, that's not that big of a deal, but... Um, it is that is a considerable amount. There is the Xbox is just more powerful in general. That's just how it is. Um, it also speculates that the PlayStation might be cheaper, which is their way of getting more into into houses instead of it being you know like Xbox will be six hundred, PS five will be five hundred. Um, but the thing is, they've they PS five it costs four hundred eighty eight dollars to make the PS five, so they have to sell they have to spend at least five hundred to six hundred dollars to even try to make any money back. So like. This generation is going to be really powerful, so don't expect them to be cheap. They they have to go hard, or else we're not going to we're going to have halfway steps like we keep having. And and I'm wondering how they're going to balance that out in an economy coming out the holidays this year, depending on how long we're all out of work. Yeah, I don't know how they sell consoles at that point. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like if most of the country can't even afford that, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be crazy. The only thing that I can see happening is the launch getting pushed because I think because they're already they're they're working on it now they they are coming out at the end of this year. Um, the only thing I think of is you push that launch just to give it time. It will miss the holiday date, but again, we don't know what the world's going to be like. No, so like, and you, you you talk to like any uh, average American right now and say, how do you feel about dropping six hundred dollars on a new gaming console at the yeah. end of the year? They're going to be like, are you crazy? Yeah. I don't even have a job. Yeah. And the other big thing is backwards compatibility. Xbox, as you know, they've been great about it. They're like, hey, guys, every day we're adding original Xbox games, Xbox 360 games. And once Xbox Series X comes out, you buy a game, it can play on, it can play on like, you know, any of the modern ones. If you have an Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox One Series X, the same disc will work on all of it like a PC. So if you have a shitty PC or a nice PC, you still play the game. That's awesome for the ecosystem. So 
you know, if I don't want to buy a new console and Sparks does, we can still play the same game together. He just, his just looks way better. And that is, that is so awesome. On the flip side, PlayStation said at launch, there will be about a hundred games that you can backwards compatibility on all the, all the popular ones from PS4, from PS4. So they are not doing what everyone wants them to do. And it's super disappointing. So it's been, they haven't. And also I know for a fact that Xbox has done, I buy a game on Xbox one. When I get the Xbox one X, I get the upgrade to the Xbox one X quality. Yes. No extra price. PlayStation still hasn't confirmed that. Uh, so if yeah. I buy like Last of Us Part Two right now for PS4 and I get a PS5, if I want the PS5 version of you Last of Us Part it. Two, I have to buy it again. Yeah. yeah and okay. Xbox is kicking their butt in that capacity X- too. Xbox is seriously like doing everything in, the, in their power to be like, we just want you guys to play games however you want. Like we don't want to limit you if you can't afford it. And that is that is like again for like the last couple of years, like Microsoft has really truly been killing it. And PS5, like I'm like, oh, you guys. They talked about. Uh, 3D surround sound, like oh, we're doing something new with with sound, and I'm like, you guys are going for sound as your big as your big uh, money maker here. Uh, so that's like what the big thing was with Sony's press conference was sound. I'm like, I don't care about the sound, no, it <laughs> sound really- but like, is it gonna play my games good? <laughs> no, it bums me out because PlayStation. I mean, when the PS4 was coming out, and Xbox was having their whole debacle with the Xbox One. PlayStation was like, man, this is, they know what they're doing. They, they're able they to do this. this generation. Yeah, they literally just switched this generation because I was hoping the PS5, I mean, I know there's it was a it was a dumb rumor, but I had to say I had my high hopes for it, that the PS5, it was going to be backwards compatible with everything. PS3, right. PS2, PS1, everything. And I was that, like, that's, that's the hope. That's the dream. I mean, because right now I could get a few PlayStation 2 and a few PS1 titles to the PlayStation Network, which is, that's fine because they're, they're like super cheap anyways. But the fact that I already own those games and they're going to run makes my PS5 the all-in-one system. And now it's like, oh, yeah, 100 PS4 games would be backwards compatible. It's like, excuse me, only 100? Not the entire library? That's a big-ass freaking library you guys have. What do you You're mean right. going to be able launch. to get all my games? It is, they are going to update it like the Xbox did. But they but haven't said anything about uh, – in fact, like the report I was saying is that it was implying that it was almost too hard to yeah. – to update old games to run on the PS5. Let me tell you why. Because the PS3, they did a a proprietary engine. They did not use regular PC specs like an Xbox does. They -hmm. made their own engine, which made it really complicated to port things and to make things for the PS3. That's why the PS3 struggled so hard when it was first coming out. So when you're on the PS4, they're using a more PC-like architecture. It's just not the same. It's like putting it's like putting a GameCube disc into a PC. Like it just fundamentally is not the same thing. So okay. doing backwards compatibility for PS3 is just insanely hard for them because they did this to themselves, yeah. and it sucks. They dug their own graves with and, this one, and it really feels like they should have found some way around it because having full backwards compatibility is something they knew everyone wanted yeah. and would have been a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean even even with the full because you guys know I have a de- pretty decent PlayStation um, collect PS1 collection and PS2 collection. So if now, so if I don't have to dig out my PS1 or my PS2 and hook it up, because sometimes those consoles won't work. I've noticed when I hooked up my PS1 last time at my old house, there are times I'm playing Mega Man X4 and it won't load. But you still have your PlayStation 2, right? Yeah, I still have my PS2. Because all PS1 games will run on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, yeah. my PS2 still works fine. Last time I tr- I checked it, I tried it. Yeah, but same. The, that was years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was same here. So I'm a little, uh, but. I, I don't know. It's like PlayStation. You're digging your own grave. You're doing the exact same thing Microsoft was doing, and, and yeah. it sucks. It really does. Because I'm a. I like PlayStation a lot. I like Sony a lot, but now it's like, guys, the hell are you doing? I will say though, like, 
yes, it is 18% less powerful than the new Xbox. Mm -hmm. It is still considerably more powerful than the PS4. Let's yeah. not not butt any heads there. Like it is, they are still both really powerful consoles. Oh, for sure. It's just Microsoft oh, yeah. is a PC company, so they know what they're they know how to make PC boxes, right? They did a test with Gears of War Five, which recently came out, and they put it. They they just put like the the, the disc into the Xbox One Series X, and it ran at ultra high HD settings on a PC that a PC would. So it's. The architecture is there for the Xbox, and I'm like, I'm very excited for the future of Xbox. Honestly, yeah, I am too. I'd I'd be more forgiving of the PlayStation Five if they'd at least say we can't backwards compatibility for PlayStation One discs to go into the PS Five and run is too hard. Yeah, but we are working hard to bring a lot more of our older games to the digital platform. I mean, like really bolster up that library. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they announce something in the next couple of weeks or months. They're you like, know what? great. Yeah. And and if you have a physical copy of the game and can prove it you get it for free. Yeah. You know what? Do what Nintendo's doing. Uh, uh, Ryan, do you know what, uh, what the Nintendo Switch Online? Because Nintendo Switch Online, there are two apps for it, for the NES and the Super Nintendo. If you have a Nintendo Switch Online account, as long as you have it, you can play a multitude of NES and Super Nintendo games for free, no extra charge. As long as you have an account for Nintendo Switch Online, you're golden. Same you know, as Xbox Game Pass. And, they, yeah. and the best part is they keep adding games. There's no cap. They're still adding games to it. It's not like a bunch of games. It's like one or two here and there, but they're still adding games, and they're good games. They're games you know who's still behind? You know who's still behind on that the Game Pass uh, uh, mentality is PlayStation. There's yeah, so PlayStation. Many. exactly. Yeah. Now, but it's not new games. It's I mean, all old games, and that's I mean, fine. Don't but me, I mean, don't get me wrong. Getting two games for free a month on PlayStation Plus is a good thing. Like this month, we have Sonic Forces and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, yeah. one highly critical game that everyone loves, one that's, it's cool, Sonic, awesome, but, I mean, that's still not enough. That's still not enough. Especially Give me more with, free things. Yeah, especially with what, because uh, Nintendo Online is only 20 bucks a year, whereas PlayStation Plus is 60 a year. Yes, I just bought Nintendo Online, <coughs> bless you, for, bless you. Animal, for Animal Crossing. Yeah. That's video game talk. That's, 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 there's my video game rant. I got one. I will say the last thing. Um, loading times are expected to be uh, virtually non-existent or very small. They did a same test with the PS4 and the PS5 where they put mm -hmm. Spider-Man in, PS4 oh, yeah. Spider-Man. If you remember, you can fast travel um, in the subway, uh -huh. and that would take like up to 30 seconds. On the PS5, it took it was like almost instantaneously. So well, like that's gonna uh, be loading times, that's going to be the big thing, not graphics. It's like processing power. Who That's wants to be... fast travel to Spider-Man game? Just swing, man. Just swing. <laughs> yes, but those cutscenes were charming. <laughs> they were. Yeah, they were. Although that is going to be good for if, uh, like, if Final Fantasy 15 is one of the games that's like backwards compatible with the PS5 on launch, because those fast travel loading times were long. Oh, dude, 100%. Oh, yeah. man. If you want to play Final Fantasy 15 and you go on fast travel, then you're golden, at least with the PS5. Uh, we do have a couple more trailers, a couple trailers to talk about. Uh, two TV shows, no movies. Going to the trailer park. Taylor, woo! Yeah. Uh, Midnight Gospel, which is Pendleton Ward's new show on Netflix. Uh, Pendleton Ward is the creator of Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors. Uh, this is Bravest a Warriors! Netflix show. It's like Adventure Time on crack. And Adventure acid. Time, Adventure Time is like crack for kids. This was like crack for adults. No, yeah. this, is, this, is is acid for, this is straight up crack and acid and maybe some methamphetamine for adults. This is, I'm watching the trailer for Midnight Gospel. I'm like, what the damn hell am I watching? What is this? What are shit. these shenanigans? You're watching dudes put their heads in buttholes and just tell them I don't know what that was. 
I don't know what that was. I don't think that was a butthole. I don't think it was a butthole either. Oh, it might have been a. a it probably was. <laughs> oh man, I mean, don't get me wrong. Pelin Ward, he's he's a weird dude, but he's very creative, and I have to applaud him for his creativity. But and he has a quirky sense of humor. Yeah, but what the f- am I watching here? I'm into. I it. love it. Yeah, looks so good. My that, cat has arrived. Good for you, hi hey. Oreo. Good for you guys that you like it, but for I don't know, I, I, I don't know. Hey Ben, you'll sit down and watch it. You'll like it too. Probably. Who knows? Ben, do you like Adventure Time? I haven't seen it all, but I enjoy it. It's it's fine. Okay. Okay. Then I can't. Okay. I'm more. Okay. I like if I had to pick between Adventure Time or regular show, I I watch more regular show than Adventure Time. Mm, I got gotcha. you. I don't uh, think that Adventure Time's Time is bad. It's not. Adventure no, Time is all on Hulu, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's where I watch The Quiet Place on Hulu. Hello. Uh, and Hello. then uh, Upload was the new show. There's a new show coming to Amazon with Robbie ML. Uh, this is a show about uh, if you die, you can get uploaded into the internet, I guess. It's my second favorite ML. Or you can like choose it instead of dying. Dying? Yeah. Or, or regular surgery? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like okay, you want to know something weird? I got no. a little, little bit. Uh, you know what? Feel... No, I don't want to know. All right, fine. If it's not... If it's not I want to know some. I don't want to know something weird, Ben. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I when they okay. So remember in Tokyo Ghost where they're saying that um the main well, what's his name was uploaded to the um like the infrastructure. Are you talking I, about the comic book? You talking about Davy Trauma? Yeah, that guy. So I got a little bit of that when they're like, you can we can either fix you or we can upload you. What do you way want? less murder and way less apocalypse. way less murder, way less uh, way less like um, screen time. But I thought this is kind of like Tokyo Ghost a little bit. I'm disappointed. That wasn't weird enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you with your weirdness, Brandon. I'm not um, my gospel here. I thought this trailer looked fine. I like I've never seen anything outside of like Robbie Amell being Firestorm, so I don't have an attachment to him. He looks just like a like a guy to me. Uh, this looks looks. I like the idea, but I can't. I probably won't watch it. He looks like a guy. Right. He looks. Else. I mean, he, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it it feels a little, a little bit mundane in its execution. Like the premise is so good. Like I don't feel like they're they're utilizing how cool their idea is, or they're at least not showing us. That yeah. They are. Um. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like my my favorite bit was just the very end when it's the kid who fell into the grand canyon and he's like i saw that video you dabbed on the way down and he's like yeah that's how you get the likes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and that's funny it's like because i was just recently at the grand canyon a few weeks ago and i was on the edge did you do a dab i did not did you fall down and do a dab i did not i did not fall down because if i fell down i would have died yeah uh, I, no. I, thought th- I thought this looked charming enough I, I i might give it a watch maybe the first episode yeah, yeah uh, there's it's, it's There's a lot of stuff thing. I think I'd want to watch before it, but yeah, it, it looks all right. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I I liked it. I liked the trailer. I thought it was I thought it was an interesting premise, and I'm like, you know, what? I might I might give it a watch. If if I heard a good enough things about it, sure. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right, that's all the news we got. So I guess we um we talked about the only movie we got to see. We are the only people in the world who got to see a Quiet Place Part Two. Mm-hmm. We got a lot. We were it so came out. It came out the week it was supposed to. I don't yeah. know what everyone saw. I saw it in my four dollar theater. It was great. But the uh, going to the theater was great. I haven't talked about the movie yet. So now, now if you guys, now if you guys want to skip, you can skip ahead. Of course, there will be spoilers. We'll spoil the whole movie if you want. 
Um, you can't skip ahead. This is live. When you listen to this later, you can skip ahead. If you are listening to it now, sorry. Plug your ears. Uh, plug your ears for an hour. No, half hour, 15 minutes. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see how long it goes. So let, let's sort of full spoilers. Mm-hmm. Really, guys, full spoilers for A Quiet yeah. Place Part 2. Mm-hmm. So what do we what do we think about this one? Let's go around the horn, Ben. That uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Uh, yeah, I thought this movie was great. I mean, the opening scene was like shocking, like seeing all the aliens come down and just like just wreck everyone's shit. The fear, panic, the, the sheer panic on everyone's faces. Like the scene, I mean, it's the scene we saw in the trailer, of course, but just to see the whole scene expanded. Like when we see John Krasinski walk out, he's talking to his buddy, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" and and Emily Blunt, um, her character. Hold up, I forgot her name for a hot second. Uh, Evelyn, thank you. Yeah, Evelyn's taking the kids to school, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" Like they 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 slowly see the descent in the madness, and then the aliens show up, and like, ah, it's it, it was great. I like that. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's just, it's just when you see everything go to shit. It's like, all right, I can dig it. Sparks. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I. I haven't seen I haven't seen Cillian Murphy in a movie for a while, and I thought he was doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I really enjoyed his performance, and also I like that the daughter got to be the standout. She's basically the lead of the movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm happy to see my boy Jumon Hansu killing it. So you know, literally. I, I thought overall it. it was good. I thought overall it was good. Literally killing it. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm glad that it didn't leave a room for a sequel. Oh yeah. Ryan, I think I'm the odd man out here. I I was pretty disappointed. Uh, I watched The Quiet Place last. I I agree with Ben. I think the opening is the best part of the movie. Um, I honestly kind of just wish it was like just just that part because I really felt that it went way too sci-fi when it, the first movie was really grounded. Um, and it's just I will get into it when we get into major spoilers. But I just thought the ending was like what kind of movie did you want to make John Krasinski? And I, I think you guys clearly liked it. So I'm really curious what you guys have to say about this. Cause I, I thought the choice was pretty bold, uh, but it might just be my own personal thing. I thought it, I, I was disappointed. Well, when it was revealed that the aliens have the lasers coming out of their faces, I didn't know what to think. I think that's like, like they're like the queen maybe cause like they didn't do that in the first movie. And that's what really oh, bothered me. No, we got to see them in the thing, but it's kind of this weird retcon that John John Krasinski was trying to. I kind of feel like this was his audition to be in Cloverfield. Yeah. No, I just feel like this was them letting us see more. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought for me it was too much. And let me tell you exactly the exact point I realized I didn't like, like this movie. So the main daughter, if you remember from the first movie, she has that um, Reagan. R- R- Reagan. She has that device on her ear that like she that. Has a- well, it sends she... up a signal that like messes with the with the aliens, right? It's called a hearing aid. Hearing aid, sorry, but like it, it's like an anti-hearing aid. Like they turn it into like a weapon. I don't want. It's a hearing aid. Yes, I did not like the fact that they turned the hearing aid basically into like a sonic cannon. I thought it was way too sci-fi, and it is very makeshift and very like grungy. But just like seeing this little girl hold this like sound cannon, I was like, "Are you cable?" Like I, I. I, I th- do you guys like that? Because I yeah, okay. I mean, like, okay, I, Ryan, Ryan, hold up, hold up, hold up, Ryan. You have to admit the scene where Reagan is using this the the sound cannon because obviously they found an effective weapon and it when you they use the sound cannon their ears the because their whole alien's whole face is armored. It's really armored. It's really protective. So when they use the sound cannon, their flaps open up and to see Jimon Hansu cock the shotgun and blast that alien's head off, you have to admit that was freaking cool. Sure, it's cool, but like do I want to remember. Do you guys I remember? 
Remember when we went to see Star when we saw Stargate and we did our board and annoyed uh, downright annoyed with Stargate. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't think I heard. I, I once thought I was like, I'm not going to hear more cocking of weapons and then I did oh, Stargate. Yeah. Oh, I could not believe how many times they're just cocking shotguns left and right. Again, the finale is, I think, too much. That's that's because the sound design is still meant to escalate all the sound. They're still going for that environment of how people are trying to hide from the aliens. That is a good and keep point. Quiet. And look, you can't repeat the same formula of the first film. It couldn't be the exact same kind of tension. And that's why they add in things like Emmett. And Emmett not really trusting them, but also wanting to kind of be a good person because he'd given up on humanity. Okay, hold on. Also, I like to see the baby. He sees the baby. He's like, oh my God. Like, oh my God <laughs> not only that, his relationship with uh, Regan is uh, really yeah. good. All right, so uh, Emmett. His Emmett? Emmett. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't true. like, it reminded me a lot of The Last of Us, and I know you guys haven't played it, but Emmett yeah. turns out to be Lee's brother. And I'm just like, this, again, this makes this world so much smaller that you happen to run into Lee's brother. I'm like, yeah, they lived in like the same area. And like we see in the flashback, he's at the beginning in the flashback with Lee. Like you don't see that in the trailer, but Emmett's there. But I'm just like, we don't need another John Krasinski. And I like, I do like Celine Murphy a lot, but I do feel like they needed to fill the man void when it did not need to be there. Yeah, but I don't feel like he was another John Krasinski because, you know, he'd been estranged from the family for a while and he reconnects with the daughter more specifically than anyone else. Yeah, I guess I was and, thinking of The Last and of it Us. Just, and it just brings, okay, like I grant you, it's very <laughs> Last of Us in the way that they handle it, but it doesn't feel like it's just retreading John Krasinski in the first film. Okay. But I did get the implication that perhaps uh, the, 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 not the youngest child, who was the child that died in the first one? I'm sorry, I didn't refresh. No, no, that that, that that was the youngest. The very no, the, no the, because boy. the youngest is the, the youngest is the baby in this one. Who was the child? Bo. In the, first oh. one? the boy, the boy that dies in the beginning with of the, the first film. With Bo. The shot, yeah. That's Bo. Oh. Didn't they imply that that was actually Cillian Murphy's kid? Did okay, I did not catch that. If that I was didn't it. catch that either, I might no. not have caught it. But I, I, there, I there was a scene where there was a lot of back talking, and it was like a pretty emotional scene. But there was a lot of people yelling. And why are you guys yelling? This is the sound. Why are you box. guys yelling? Exactly. And that's like, the reason the finale happens and it pisses me off. But um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that, 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 that he would be upset with them because that was his son. Yeah, that's I what think, I thought. I didn't catch. Okay. Is there I, bad editing? Kind of I that, but I didn't feel like I caught that when I was watching it. No, I didn't, I, I didn't I may, catch that. I may either. have extrapolated or something. That maybe the, maybe, the, the, maybe we got to see it again. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Oh, I, I definitely see it again. I still think the sound design is masterful. It is carrying oh, yeah. from the first one yes. to this one. Uh, the and I still think that there's that that whole bit when they first meet up with Emmett and he takes them inside and they have to hide. Yeah, that is the most tense scene of the film. Again, it is really yeah. tense. Like mm -hmm. I, I am being negative, but because that first movie was like so small and grounded, and I just feel like it went a little too far in trying to build on the world. And again, because like. It, at the end, when there's like dozens of these creatures, uh, and it's just like you have all these people shooting guns, and it's like half silent, half guns cocking. And it's like I feel like I'm almost watching a Zack Snyder movie, and I don't want to be mean to John Krasinski because like it's still Zack Snyder's like aesthetic wasn't slow motion, but sound. Yeah, uh, uh, and he does incorporate a little bit of slow mo here and there, but like not enough to. Well, yeah, okay, like, so the gun cocking didn't really bother me as much because they did it with purpose. Yeah. Now let no, let me explain. So obviously there's that one scene where you have you have like what three or four aliens or three or four monsters trying to get them in that warehouse right after they just had that big major breakthrough. Mm -hmm. So obviously they're trying to um, get them in spots for so Regan can use her sound can so they can get weak. So they're just going sh -sh 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 -sh. so they're trying to mess with the ends to lure them into traps and then sound can them up and that's 
where they get him. So that well, part you're wasting is, ammo. Well, there's still but that's a lot of the way that I agree with Ben is that they were they were strategizing with what yeah. they had. I mean, I, I mean, I grant, I grant, like maybe gun cocking isn't the the go to that they should have used. And again, it, I'm yeah. I'm flip flop on it because because it is a it is a movie built on like using sound really well. So like there are really tense moments where they have to cock the gun, but they do it silently. But just don't do seven of it at the same time. Like I don't, it doesn't sound good to me. Well, also we did see also Brandon to your point of them wasting ammo. They you did see um, Emmett like once he like popped his shotgun, you see a round go up and he catches it in midair and reloads it back into his rifle. That is kind of cool. That just seems like a waste of effort, though. It's, it, it, it looks cool. Yeah, it, it does, does look, look cool. cool. It does look cool. It does look cool. But at least they know, at least props to John Krasinski for being like, okay, I know we see this scene a lot. There's already a round in the chamber. So let's make it so they go catch it and then reload it so they have that round back ready to attack the alien just in case they get a good shot. And and credit where credit's due. I thought that this movie was going to be like an Emily Blunt vehicle. I wanted oh, yeah. it to be, honestly. and it, but it isn't. It's Regan's, no, and I think that's I'm, really cool for that girl. It is cool. I yeah. and she does a really good job. I Yo, think... the part where Emily Blunt almost died. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I kind of wanted her. To. I think I'm uh, just okay. like imagining because I again I just watched it so recently last night. I think I just I thought I knew what movie I was getting myself into. And I guess I have to just be more open to hey maybe we can go things a little weirder. But I just don't think the execution was there the whole time. Because it, well, it's the it problem with going it's the problem with doing sequels in general. You've got to it go, is. You, you know you always think you gotta go bigger. But I don't think they needed to go bigger. Well I, I, you know what I won't I won't a fight on at all is that I I still would have rather I think on the whole even though I enjoyed this I would have rather had a film that takes place at some other point with some other group at some other place in the world anthology with the same thing rather than following the family yeah like, like maybe that, that like being maybe, said I still like what they did with the family but that still to me is the better concept of what they should have pursued in a sequel is just be in a different place yeah. yeah like maybe instead of having a family out in a rural part of um, they they don't I, I might have uh, missed off, but they don't really tell what state they're in, right? Or did, do they? I forget. I, I just watched it, but I don't think they say what state they're in. Yeah, no, yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't catch. Do. I didn't catch it in the second one. Either, like, but no, instead, but instead, yeah, but instead of like a northwest or a, a northern like Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin area, you know, an area with a lot of woods, go somewhere maybe, urban. Yeah. So yeah, but also maybe. That's how I felt too. Yeah, but also maybe a sequel or even maybe a third one if they do want to do it, just stay away from the family because obviously this one doesn't set up a sequel. Maybe do an anthology film about another family in, say, New York or yeah. Los Angeles or San right, Francisco. Yeah, something in more a, urban, I agree. Yeah, in an urban jungle sort of thing instead of, like, the actual forest. I don't really want another, even if they did that. Now I'm now I'm. But guys, listen, so, like, so A Quiet Place 1, it ended not like a cliffhanger, but – it, under the impression that a bunch of aliens were coming and Emily Blunt cocks the shotgun and that's the end of the movie. It, well, it, they it, find, I, well, they finally I find out it. how to kill them. They finally find yeah. out an official way to kill them, which is with the white yes. noise, the high pitch, make their heads pop they open so they could blow them up, blow their heads yes. off. Um, oh, I had a point and I forgot. Oh, dang. Um, oh, sorry, You were saying inciting action? Uh, nope, I forgot it. Because she ended the movie and she's yes, already... Yes, thank you. I want to yeah. talk about the cliffhanger, cliffhanger ending because it's almost like the same thing but like it's confirmed that these are aliens from space. And I just think it's, I think it's personally kind of just lame that like, it was like a meteor that came to earth. I think that's really lame. I thought John Kaczynski could do a little more imagination. I guess that's like the most realistic way you can do it. But that's I'm the just first like, one that the first one reveals that it's a meteor from space. Oh, does it? But yeah. like, we, we see yeah. it like happen in, in, in this movie, but I guess yeah, I, just, I know, but it's then the first yeah. one. Okay. I guess I just somehow missed that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And I mean, like, they're not, they're not very sentient. They yeah. never break that, that they're not, they're more animalistic in that. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the one king or queen alien with the, with the with weird the laser. laser eyes. Yeah. I don't understand what the laser was for. And it wasn't in the movie long enough for me to really even, like, care. Because you needed something to counter the sound cannon. Yeah, I, that's literally the reason it exists. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Cool. I do like the designs, like, the weird, like, I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, uh, the, someone was like, this is just me. All these aliens look the same. And I was like, it's because they're designed by the same person. The Cloverfield monster, the Quiet Place monster, and uh, the Super 8 monster are all designed by the same guy. Also, the aliens Green Lantern. Uh, they're all designed all by, the, by the same guy, which mm -hmm. is probably why I think that this film, more than the first one, is trying to lean a little bit more heavily into its Cloverfieldness. Yeah. And again, the, the, the cliffhanger at the end is like they're all looking up to the sky after it's a big battle. And it's a beautiful starry night, but then you start to see like flickers. And you see like like meteors approaching Earth, like the final wave's coming for the sequel. And I'm like, I don't know if this movie's gonna make enough money to even. And I, I don't be surprised if on one of those meteors was the Cloverfield monster. Oh no! They I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Didn't officially say the Cloverfield movie yet. Not they yet. Did. Not yet. I mean, honestly, anything to expand the Cloverfield fan franchise, I'm fine with. Yeah. I, I don't think Ben would be. No. I know, I but I mean, like, like, why not have another good movie in that series? It's got one. Yeah. Two. One, you one and a half. First Cloverfield. I like it less oh! as years go by. Oh, I'm gonna say two and a half then, because I like Cloverfield. I like Cloverfield, the Lane. ten Cloverfield Lane, and I like half of Cloverfield Paradox. So, I'll, I'll go with two and a half, Three, four if there's with Quiet Place. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm okay. fine with Quiet Place. Just staying in Quiet Place. Um, we, we we know that. I think I think found footage as a genre just hasn't aged well on me. Yeah, that's that fair. could be. Yeah. I recently yeah. rewatched the the first Cloverfield film. I think it's pretty good. I, I yeah. recently rewatched it like in the last year and a half too, and I was like, mm, I like a lot it. of this works a lot less on me. Got Lizzie yeah. Kaplan in it. I like it. Yeah, All right, uh, so real, I'm good. Uh, real, what's your what was your favorite moment of the movie? Uh, it's, it's like I go around. What do you guys? Oh, what's your uh, favorite moment? I had to think about this, Ben. Yeah, go, go ahead. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, besides the opening scene, which I think was like really built the tension of the film and how everyone was freaking out that oh my god these monsters and they still don't and they don't know how it's going. It's definitely the scene where they get that the their first time they work together and Jimon Hansu cocks the shotgun and blows the alien's head off after um, uh, Regan uses her sound cannon against it. I think because that's when they all realize oh because they're the, as far as we know they're the only ones that know that we can actually kill these things conventional like you know normal human ways they can be defeated they can't be killed we can hunt them down they so the, the so the first time they realize we have a fighting chance and just to see that spark of like that spark of hope that oh we could win that was i think that was a really good uh i think that was my favorite scene in the movie and also just the look on jimon hansu's face when he just like perfectly hits that hits his target and he's just like Oh shit! I, I will say I did not expect Jamon Hansu to be the ringleader ahead of Emmett. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be the more in charge one. He like took yeah. the reins from him. No, he really yeah. was the alpha in the situation, yeah. mm -hmm. I, which is good for I'll him. My favorite moment, real quick. Um, it was the silent fist fight between Emmett and Jamon Hansu's character. I forget his name for some reason. Like I don't. Did they even say his name? I don't think they say it. They don't. Jimon Hansu's dope, but he has a silent fist fight where they're so mad at each other and they need to take out that aggression, but they wrap their hands with like with like some type of material. Bubble like wrap. it's bubble wrap. Is it bubble wrap? No, it's not bubble. 
Because bubble wrap makes noise, though. It's it like only if you pop kind. it. Like the thin kind of bubble wrap, right? Oh, the, the yeah. really small one. Maybe it was all yeah. pop, but they wrapped their hands with something comforting, and they got and they had a silent fist fight. And I was like, this is almost like si- like a silent movie, but also they're fighting. It's weird. And I, I thought it was an artistic choice that I, I quite enjoyed. It was a very personal fight between them. Yeah, I would say I would say I'm a sucker for single take shots. So the opening single take shot, look, it's in the trailer. It's an easy yeah. grab. I like awesome. I like single take shots with the but with the bit in the car and yeah. the, leading into the bus moment. I think that's a good moment. Oh, it is yeah. good. Um, I think it's I think for me it's probably when uh, Emmett uh, first brings them in. Yeah, and they're they're hiding from the aliens as they approach, and uh, when they have to uh, sneak their way out as it's coming into the tube, and they sneak their way out and around. And they're actually creeping along the backside of the other one. Oh, and it's like it's like the dual shot. And it's and it's the yeah, kind yeah. of thing where it would almost be funny. Yeah. But they nail the tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about the scene where where uh, Emmett, Cillian Murphy's character? What about when he dies? Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I I felt something, but I don't. I didn't feel enough. I didn't feel enough. So I, I really want to like... say I'm happy that they didn't kill Jimon Hansu. Yeah, 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 me too. Definitely. Me too. Because I mean, that happens he... too much. I mean, to me, it was kind of like what John Krasinski did in the first movie, like when he sacrificed his help, himself to save his family. But at the same time, this one is just what? What, what are you doing, right? I'm doing. I'm doing the John Krasinski. He's never just oh. like. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Ben, because I thought I thought Murphy was like delivering such a good performance throughout the film, but when his his kind of like sacrifice ish moment came, it just didn't feel like it had been earned yeah earned that's what i mean by like trying to do like he wasn't the same character as lee john kaczynski but like he basically filled the role of like oh i'm gonna be the sacrificial hero again i'm like why do it again but i can agree on that point but i don't agree about his character up to that point the only one thing the only one thing that i'll give credit to for him when he does like sacrifice himself to save his family is that he is like you can see in emily blunt's face that he she's like you are now redeemed in my eyes i will now tell my children about what you did and you're, we're not gonna look upon you in scorn anymore. We're, we're, we're and we were estranged, and now we're not. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of like an honorable death, but at the same time, it's like you don't need to die. Yeah. You had this great scene with Regan, like finding out that he learned sign language so he that, could talk to her was just so heartwarming. And now he dies. I'm like, why did you do that? that? That was part of my problem with uh, Evelyn's character a little bit is that it felt like she was carrying such a big chip on her shoulder towards Emmett when mm-hmm. Emmett was clearly the one who like had had like been on the right side of the argument it's, that happened between them i think it's because like emily blunt has kind of become hardened since the first movie like she lost her she lost her sure, husband sure. she uh she now is a child she had to take her out so she's like she's like on the defensive so she's always like she's more aggressive which i think kind of almost hurts the character a little bit uh i was also really happy that there wasn't a scene where we were just focused on like is it gonna kill the baby because oh, yeah. i felt like that would have been a retread of the first one too and just like oh, such yeah. a hugely focused like scene on that there really wasn't like yes the baby was in jeopardy but it wasn't like a dragged out yeah. moment uh yeah. yeah i watched a lot of the walking dead with a baby and i'm like i i don't need to see all of that again right <laughs> yeah but also the first film has such a great great moment with the with the alien about to kill a baby or you kind of like think it's gonna kill yeah yeah and, and, and to, to top I'm glad they didn't do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Me too. Um I think I, think I yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Like yeah. I I I 
yeah it's fine like yeah. i was just like i'm surprised it took such a sci-fi twist i'm glad you guys liked it i kind of mm -hmm. just i kind of just wanted another quiet place i didn't want yeah. a sequel to quiet place okay i just knew i just knew like once we were following the family i'm like this can't be the same movie yeah yeah. If we were somewhere else, like Ben suggested, somewhere urban, I could totally see it being like a very similar format, but like taken in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and kind of deliver that same feeling that we got from the first one. But I knew this one had to be different. Yeah. Do you guys like it more or less? Uh, less. Uh, a little less than the like first it. one. The yeah. first one I think was great because it's just a totally new concept. But of course, it's a sequel. I know what I'm getting myself into. So it's a little I, different. I Though I agree with Ryan, I wish it didn't go quite so big. I wish it had toned it down, toned it back a little bit more. Not not went from the these like the six of the first film to like the eleven of this one. Maybe like yeah, a seven sure. or an eight. It uh, got just a little too much, a little too action packed for me at times. Where I'm just yeah. like, that's not it's that's not why I came to this franchise. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would you rate it, uh, Sparks? Why don't you go first? Wait, rate it. I give it a uh, uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Uh, yeah, Ryan? I, I, I I would give it a six. I was disappointed. Ooh. I want a lot of myself. I give it a six. Okay. Okay. Uh, ben, I'm actually gonna echo what Spark said. I give it a seven and a half. Also, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of scenes in this movie, but just the whole thing. I mean, the only thing that did trip me off was the alien, was the like the queen alien, whatever, shooting lasers out of her face. But besides that, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I think a seven and a half is about where I'm where I'm landing. Um, all right. Shall we? Uh, shall we move into our next topic? Our book club. Our book our club. Book Yay. club. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um. Anything readable? This is Tom Taylor and Trevor Hairsign. Stefano Guadiano and Ryan Barredo, probably. I took a bunch of pictures. Um, uh, Deceased, this is basically what we thought was going to be uh, DC's attempt at Marvel Zombies, uh, but we got something very different, and I'm oh, very, very happy about that. We most certainly did. Um, Tom Taylor, we've, we did a whole episode on his Injustice uh, year, year 1 and 2 run. He only did Year 1 and 2, and then he came back for Injustice 2. Um, those books are incredible. Um, this I think is no different. I thought this was great. I thought this was I think really this is, excellent read. I think this is better. If I'm being honest, I think yeah. I think Tom Taylor has only gotten better as a writer, and especially again, as I said before, like he's the best like what if writer, the best alternate universe writer, because he can take he knows the core of every character and he can expand on it, but in just like mm -hmm. horrific ways, like an injustice and deceased. Uh, yeah. I think this yeah. book is what awesome. You, the way you got to do when you're doing like what if stories, you got to understand the core of the character, and from there. You can find new places to go, and I think that's what he does really well. And oh, I think yeah. that's ex exemplified in this one. If he doesn't get a Justice League book, come I on, was, people. What are I we doing? I was trying to think, like, because Tom Taylor has written a lot of, like, major stuff at Marvel, but he has never been given, like, a regular Batman or a regular Justice League, can, like, at DC, has do you, he? Do you know who I'd like him to write, honestly, coming out of this? Oliver Queen. Yeah. Well, that's, again, oh, he yeah. did so well and in this like yeah he's, yeah he he's loves... got he's got oliver queen's tone down and he clearly likes the character because he's very prominent and in his dialogue moments yeah dinah too and dinah stuff is awesome yeah oh, like quinn as well oh i love how harley quinn and poison ivy are just straight up together in this book i absolutely love it and i also love how the very first time when we see a harley and ivy harley's going to the joker and she's like we're done poison ivy is like you got to break up with the joker 
And she's like, okay. <laughs> That's well, great. also, also, I love how when Poison Ivy tells Harley that you need to defeat your own monster, and I can't help you because I know you can do this on your own. I really like that. I thought that yeah. was great. So I really like Superman when he realizes what's going on. He realizes the screens, and he switches his vision to, to X-Ray. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm never going to see a screen. I'm just looking at everything in X-Ray. Yeah. I thought that was a really clever way to go go about this. Um, Damien's whole tragic arc. He lost oh. his whole family. So real real quick, we so we talked about Deceased 2 because they announced they're doing a sequel, and it had Damien as Batman. It had Green Canary. Uh, those are all things that I thought were being introduced in the sequel. I didn't realize they were mainstays of this book. It is- I was so happy. Like the scene when Hal Jordan with uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and Black Canary at the oh, Camping man. in the Woods. Hal Jordan's death is... Oh, Hal Jordan's... Oh. It hurts, but then when they say Diana Lance, you have the ability to overcome great fear. Welcome to the Green Lantern Crow. I'm like, oh, shit. I gotta read this. I gotta read this quote real quick. Um, so yeah, they're camping, and Oliver says to Hal, you know you're weak-willed, Hal, and Hal's like, that's... I'm literally known intergalactically for the strength of my will. And I'm like, that's a good life. I really love, I really like the art, especially when, when they're, when they're affected. So the idea of this book is that the anti-life equation has, has evolved into this virus mm-hmm. uh, that is infecting people. And they, they like kind of like claw it out of their heads. And I love the yeah. artwork where we see like, where we see the, the, the claw marks in their, in their faces. The, like Especially the, on the dark side. Dark side's oh, patient. Yeah. Dark side. Yeah. We talked. We talked about it when we did it as uh, part of the other book club. But like Halloween. his his whole section of him doing that and falling into the world, yeah, like he destroys, um, the... he destroys all of apocalypse essentially. Yeah. So yeah. so this so this book also collects a good day to die, which is the one shot that has Mister Miracle and Barda, and Big Barda, mm-hmm. as well as Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. And, I did uh, not. Oh damn! I forgot you, to read. Did you guys I, read this one? I no. didn't. We didn't have. We didn't it. know it was part of it. Okay, so that's my that's my bad. It is collected in this book, and so I didn't realize it as I was reading it. Sure. Um, so I, real quickly, it is it is where Big Barda and Mr. Miracle go. Uh, Mr. Terrific's in it. Uh, Blue Beetle and uh, uh, Booster Gold, Constantine. They're all trying to like stop this thing, and they realize oh. there's one there's there's three ways we can do it. We can try to fix the infection with Mr. Miracle. Things that we can do by going to Patient Zero with Dark Side. Can't go to Dark Side. So would you stop doing that? <laughs> um, so we can't so you can't go to dark side so then they try magic so they try to go to constantly constantly like i'm not going to help you and then they have to go to uh then then they have to try time travel and oh. so booster gold's like okay yeah i can go back in time and stop this but wave rider is there wave rider is a is an older character sometimes booster gold's future self sometimes not i'm not too familiar with this character but he can observe time uh in a way that other characters can't so he's like, he tries to stop Booster Gold, and it's like, I, I can't stop this. I can't let you stop this. And so just before Booster Gold gets into this time machine, he starts to disappear because the timeline's set, and he will never be born. Damn, dog. Wow. And I Damn. thought that was excellent. Dang. I think I think the like the big moments, mm-hmm. like like the cliffhanger parts, uh, um, are like some of the strongest Tom Taylor's actually ever done. Like yes. the stuff with Superman specifically, like when he's talking, when he's talking to, to Jonathan and the Lois and he's like, you know, I've seen the whole universe and you're the best thing in it. Like there were some like truly powerful uh, oh, yeah. uh, dialogue between these characters, like the stuff with Batman and Damien. It's like, man, Ooh. there's some really good shit in this when book. When Flash like, gets what's... infected by Martian Manhunter. Oh. Like so... Martian Manhunter in general. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Or when Superman realizes how he has to, how he has to kill Flash. Yeah. And yeah. He... And he's like cyborg. He's dead. Right. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Um, so I love because it's not something you actually think about. Like, 
like you have to quarantine the super powerful heroes or else the world's actually doomed. So the, the two flashes are just hiding. They're just uh -huh. hiding. And Batman goes to them like, or not Batman, Superman's like, I can get you out. But you see how well everything goes. And yeah, once Superman gets gets hit, it is literally like the end of the world. Well, you, uh, just, you, you, you forget it. about you forget about Martian Manhunter. Yeah, because Martian Manhunter is more powerful than Superman. He can turn mm -hmm. invisible. He can he can infiltrate them. When he kills Lex Luthor, as soon as they were like an invisible force, I was like, oh shit, Martian Manhunter's here. Yeah, he's right. And then he infects Barry, and so it's like you know we finally figure out what happens when an immovable object meets an mm -hmm. unstoppable force. They and merge. Just, they just go. They merge, and the way that Superman kills Barry. It also infects him. It's the only way he would have gotten infected. His fingers get jammed into his stomach. He was going. Yeah. Through. Yeah. I thought that was so tragic. And he and he tries to keep like, I just want one last moment with my family, and then I'm gonna. I need to leave because like. Yeah. Superman is in is like going super speed, and he goes to Wally, and he's like, I need you to go get Lois in the, to put him in the speed force because I'm dying, and I gotta say goodbye. That was a mistake. He should not have said goodbye. Right. He should have went straight to the sun or wherever he was. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was, was going, going to, go to space. deprive himself of oxygen. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what he did. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought that was really, you know, when, when Superman is gone, that's the moment where they're just like, there is no more hope. We can't stop Superman as a zombie. It's impossible. Uh, there's, so there's a moment when Captain Adam gets gets infected and. Um, by, by the Adam. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, by the atom, a microscopic zombie guy, right? But um, super is it Superman and Wonder Woman take Captain Adam up into there, but it's yeah. not enough, and it destroys three cities, and yeah. including Metropolis. And right. a, my favorite, my favorite Lex Luthor moment in this whole comic is he's kneeling down to Superman. He's like, "Look what they did to our city." Yeah, like two enemies, and it's like all that's gone. It's like, like the second Luthor, like the second. I love that scene because the second Luthor appears, and he's like Superman, and then Superman, he's just. Like red eye heat vision, he's like Luther by Rao. If you do, he's like, look what they did. He's like he drops to his knees. He first says yeah. truce. Yeah, yeah. truce. Uh, I don't want to add to it. Yeah, there's a fantastic line where uh, where he's talking to Superman, Lex Luthor, and Superman. I'm the most intelligent person on the planet, and wait a minute, is Batman dead? Yes, I am the most intelligent person on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, he even acknowledges it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that moment. He's like, I'm the smart. Batman's dead, right? He is. Okay, cool. I am definitely the smartest uh, man on the planet. Themyscira. Themyscira's loss is also tragic because they wouldn't oh, yeah. have found it if they hadn't upped its oh, landmass. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the part where where Mera and Tempest are down there, and it's like it's getting dark. That's blood. And oh. it's just the, the trench of oh, man. blood. And oh man. <laughs> That is such a cool idea of yeah, Themyscira and, and Atlantis like teaming up at ultimately being their downfall because they're trying to be good. Uh, just because the fire spreads so fast, especially when you have the flash involved. Um, yeah, you know, I they, they like they like try to take out all the internet. They try to take out all screens. They try to make sure that this can't happen. That yes. this virus won't spread any further because they're trying to build these arcs to get off the planet. The only way uh, to survive is to get off the planet. Yeah. There's a great scene where Harley is in Gotham City, which Poison Ivy has wrapped up in her when her leaves and stuff. But um, uh -huh. the birds of prey show up as zombies, and Harley's like, "Oh, I guess I guess I'm going bird hunting." And I'm like, "That's yeah. pretty yeah. good." Um, the Green Lantern Corps showed up at the end of this book, and the last time the Green Lantern Corps showed up at the end of any Tom Taylor book, they were massacred. Sure. <laughs> yep. So I thought that this was cool that they were just like, "Earth's quarantined. We need to get you guys out of here." Yeah. And then like Superman they, they flies into the sun, and he's trying to drain the sun. And they're like, mm, "Yeah, oh, you can read it." Dollar Queen thing. Dollar Queen. So yeah. yeah, so Batman has um, so Batman has contingencies for every superhero, right? And uh, and Batman and Damien's talking to Oliver, and he's like, "Actually, Oliver, uh, he didn't leave one for you." And I was like, "Wait, he didn't think I could be dangerous?" 
And it's so humiliating to Oliver that he ends up saving the day later. And uh, he like shoots something he from shoots like Aquaman. Half, he shoots yeah. Aquaman. Aquaman from half a mile away in the middle of like a tsunami. And he's like, I just fired an arrow half a mile through raging winds into the brain of an undead king. Fuck you, Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many really standout great. moments in this book. The, the uh, Oliver Queen they, stuff is so great. Yeah. It really is. That's why I'm like, he should really write a, a Green Arrow and, and Black Canary book. Oh, uh, when they go to fight Superman and Dinah Lance makes a construct of a megaphone to amplify uh, her power. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's so good. Or the, so the, cool. Kryptonian, so the Kryptonian magic sword. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. So I, I love how how like what Earl was talking about, how Athena's like the goddess of war, the goddess of mathematics, the goddess of all this. And I'm like, this is yeah. literally her destiny to be the wielder of like of, of both. And yeah. it's still mm-hmm. not good enough. Yeah. Um, there's a great moment with Lois Lane, uh, where like she like punches Lex Luthor and then she's like, um, uh, violence is never the answer, John. Yeah. Right in front yeah. of her son. Uh God, there's so the, many excellent moments. The fact moments. that John almost killed almost killed himself to stop his father. Oh. Yes, man. Oh, yeah, this is a uh this is such a good Elseworlds book. Um I am so oh glad this is coming out. Oh my god. When Vic we forgot to talk about Victor. When, oh. uh, when at the end when he stays behind and he's got one Wonder, Wonder Woman gets out. the voice, yeah. Yeah. And he's like and he's like, What's is there a curious like you are? And just yeah. breaks it like rips his neck off. Oh so, man. I just oh, all, these, all these people could have been saved. Yeah. Um, like the I, second she looks at him and says, You were the patient zero, you were the alpha and the omega. You could have done all these things, but you didn't. So uh yeah, F-U. Truth on a virus. Yeah, it's like we are death. That's all we're just spreading death, baby. That's all we are. Because it's anti-life. It's the anti-life yeah. equation. That's what Darkseid's yeah. been looking for. Well, I mean, it's they, bastardized. As yeah, they changed the virus. Also, I just love how they changed the like how Strap says is like they changed the anti-life equation and made something different. So yeah, Darkseid and... had half of it, and then he thought the other half was in Cyborg. So he like got the Black Racer, and he used parts of Death itself and Cyborg to try to do its own anti-life equation. And he he messed up. He made a boo boo. He did bad chemistry. He made a boo boo. He made yeah. a big boo-boo. Yeah. I, um, if you guys go back and read the A Good Day to Die one-shot, uh, it's very good. I, I like yeah, it I a lot. Is it written by Taylor, too? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, it's it, Like I said, I honestly didn't know about it until I read like, I picked up the hardcover uh, from Barnes & Noble. You can only pick it up uh, as a hardcover right now. Does the hardcover uh, come with all the parody covers? Yeah, in it, the back. Oh, those are nice. so good. Yeah. Those those parody covers are awesome. Yeah, the parody covers of uh, different uh, horror movies. Uh, what I have in my hands is the Barnes & Noble exclusive. It has a Superman cover. The one that you can find at local comic shops is a Batman cover. Um, cool. So uh, I, I'm happy to pick up this, this, this hardcover. It's a gorgeous hardcover. Um, and I can't wait to read more of this universe. I thought this was an excellent read. I loved it. I loved it. 100%. Movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up Deceased 2. Is it called Deceased 2? So there's Deceased Unkillables, which is out right now. That's a miniseries. That's a three-issue miniseries. And then Deceased 2, Dead Planet, will be solicited, has been solicited for June. Cool, okay. I am gonna but that might the... be delayed due yes. to a virus. Yes. Uh, yeah. A much even smaller where, virus. Even okay. while I was reading this, Brandon, I thought, wow, this is actually a really good book that ties into current events. I don't know yeah. if that was intentional yeah, or not. But... Topical. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. topical. So yeah, uh, the virus spread so fast. Like on the first issue, Batman like estimates like six hundred million people have been affected immediately. And like <sighs> when Shit. when he wears the Mister Freeze body oh, armor, yeah. oh, yeah. down. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Alfred, whole Alfred has to kill him. Oh, God. <laughs> you, didn't, you of all people didn't deserve this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm this sorry, is an, son. This is an excellent book uh, all the way through. Um, I love, again, I love the arc of Damien and, and Green Canary, uh, uh, Black Canary. 
Um, I cannot, I cannot wait for the sequel book. I might even, if our comic shop's open, I might just pick up the miniseries as well. Right now, it's on, it's on issue two right now. So I might, I might just pick it up. I, I love it. Now that I have this hardcover, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get them all in this beautiful, gorgeous hardcover. Yeah, yeah it's cool. This is so nice, guys. Yeah, I like yeah. the, I like the, uh, the fine. Once Barnes and Noble opens up again, if I have some money left over, I might just go and pick it up because I really like that Superman cover. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a book, man. I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I loved it, dude. I thought it was great. Sparks. If we have no more Sparks, your book club next, you know what it yeah, is. Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be, sorry, hold on. It's Blackwood by Evan Dorkin and uh, art by Veronica Fish and Andy Fish. Um, I know. You guys, guys might remember Evan Dorkin from Beasts of Burden. Yep. Yeah, well, sure. Blackwood takes place in the same world. There will be no connective tissues. It's not a cross. There's no crossover stuff. No animals. Evan Dorkin has just in- enforced that like straight up. He just wanted to play with the same rules of Beast of Burden, but with people who can actually like use tools. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. I'm into um, it. All right, so then that'll do it. Um, as we set up top, you guys, we have a we have our interview by Mark Guggenheim, which is up on our Patreon right now. Um, thank you, hey, Brandon. Me. I'm not a patron. Can you just send it to me so I don't spend money on myself? It'll be out on Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you are not a patron, no fear. I have no. I do not believe in in paid content, exclusive paid content, uh, especially for podcasts. Just the window. Just the window. Um, just kind of incentive window. Uh, it will be up on Wednesday uh, for all of you guys to read to uh, listen to. Sorry. Um, uh, we are uh, next week. We're doing a, um, qu- a review of Mulan. Yeah, yeah. No, we all got we got tickets to Mulan. We're gonna go see Mulan. Listen, next week. Uh, if if you're watching this or listening to this late, like. We are business as usual. Every movie that's planned to come out, we are seeing. So, like, if you guys are excited, check us out. Keep listening. That's We're definitely sense. watching Mulan next week. Um, all right. So that'll do it then. Um, we have a YouTube page, guys. As we have mentioned up top again, Sparks has been working diligently to put up to get us all caught up on our YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have our Fake Nerds Watch episode. We are all caught up on Star Trek Picard, with the exception of episode nine, which will be recorded soon. Um, that is with myself and Michael Carls from Downright Nerdy. Um, Basement Arcade, Sonic Mania, and, uh, and Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy VII demo. Yeah. Finals! 17 minus 10 of them. Those are, those are up now. Yeah! Um, we are also a Funko affiliate. You can use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase, uh, by clicking, by clicking the link in the description. We are on Patreon, as I mentioned numerous times at this episode. Thank you once again to Joey's on for putting on... Our very first patron, $5 tier. There is also a $25 tier, which I will honor if anybody subscribes to it. Send me a shop in a bottle. Ship in a bottle. (laughs) Uh, We also have a a shop on TeePublic. You can shop some some cool merch there. If you'd like, all those links that we've mentioned before are in the description below if you guys like to do that. Um, We are... Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate you guys listening and watching in this case, if you guys are watching this one in the rewind. Um, Jeremy Bellucci, thank you so much for our our, lo- our, our, our musics, Yay. our interim musics and whatnot. Uh, you can find him uh, at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. You can find uh, Suburban Proctologist, which is a podcast on iTunes, facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Mike Matola, thank you, Mike, for all your hard work with us. Um, Yay! We saw you on the Kelly Clarkson show, saw that whole bit. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Awesome. You famous. You can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Fake Nerd Podcast for us, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. Subscribe to us. Nope, sorry. <laughs> I am at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben? You can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Do you have a new article up this week? Uh, not yet. Okay. But uh, it will be. it should be coming up soon. Then it'll be on the next episode. Sparks and Ryan? You go. Uh, you can find me staring at the ce- ceiling and slowly slipping into madness at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? Uh, you can find me at DJ Tony Snark on Instagram, Twitter, now on twitch.tv slash DJ Tony Snark 616 and youtube.com slash DJ Tony Snark. I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing because I don't got a job. <laughs> Watch me there. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you, wherever you get us. Uh, support your local shops. Support all your local businesses if you can. Go see a quiet place too. Go see a quiet place too. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Wash your hands. If you're in a place where they're telling you to stay home, do it. Stay home. Don't be the jerk. Uh, Let's all get through this. Let's all get through this soon so we can all go back to work and get some money. Wash your damn hands. Until next week, guys. You and Air 5. Wait, hold on. Uh, That worked. Yeah. Stay fake, nerds.